Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 113. I'm your host, Elliot Jerry O'Neill, and joining me this week in SideQuest Studios is Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. No, oh, hey, hey. And yes, thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How are we doing, fellas? Thank you for asking. What Danny means is we were doing quite well until we viewed the uh, episode we were about to review. How did that change our mood? We'll find out. You might hear some festering anger right now, and it's because we just watched an episode from the HD era. (laughs) This was season 21, episode 16, The Greatest Story Ever Dulled. Did they? Mm. Mm. <laughs> First released in March of 2010, it was directed by Michael Polcino, written by Kevin Curran, RIP. In this episode, wanting to save Homer's soul, Ned takes the Simpson family on his Christian group's trip to the Holy Land. <laughs> Guys, yeah. what you think? What was the writer's name again? Kevin Curran. The dead one. And he's dead. Kevin Curran. I don't know how you'll get revenge on the dead, I'm not looking to get revenge. I'm looking at it as a warning flag for future episodes, because this went straight to the shit list. Oh, yeah. It's like, (laughs) don't do what Kevin don't does. It didn't even, like, oh, there's some birds. I cracked a moderate smile once. Wow. This entire time. When when was that? Right at the very end. I'll start with my positive note. Right at the very end where everyone has Messiah Syndrome. Oh, yeah. And they're on the plane and, like, there's a bunch of people in... in, um, Everyone's wearing robes. Yeah. That I got a little crack of a smile Mm. from. Mm. Everything Mm. else is garbage fire. Well, yeah, some Kevin Curran episodes that we've done in the past. My Big Fat Geek Wedding, that was the fall of Seymour and Edna. That was... Mm. Don't Fear the Roofer with our old mate Ray Romano. Sucked. Oh, yeah, it sucked. But I enjoyed it in its shitness, in yeah. a way that I didn't enjoy this. Mm. He's actually done some late-era episodes that I like, like How Much Is That Birdie in the Window? We haven't done that one yet. And Homer Is Where the Art Isn't was a weird episode. That one was like the half Banachek, half Simpsons one. Oh, yeah, weird one. I didn't see it, but I heard you guys just yeah. lose your plot. So yeah, for better or worse, you did like that Messiah thing at the end? Yeah, can I go about the rest of it then? <laughs> <laughs> what else from this episode stands out to you, BT Galloway? The, what stands out for worse is every single, I'm going to put inverted commas here, every single joke takes six fucking bites. Yeah. And it has one and a half max. And so it's literally just chewing air by the end of it. There's a bit where they bump into the tour guide, and this is the first point where I notice it, where, you know, Marge goes, oh, but I saw it in the brochure, and he goes, oh, brochure, 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 mm. oh, she read the brochure, brochure, like, and it just goes on, and you're like, shut yeah. the fuck up. For real, man. <laughs> like, it's not even a joke to begin with, and they just keep going and going with it, and it happens over and over again, and oh my god. How long was he fucking shouting in... Possibly Hebrew, possibly gibberish yeah, and, pretend Hebrew. And yeah. it goes on for just ages for like no reason. There's no punchline. It's just someone offends him. He talks in, we'll assume Hebrew for like a minute. Yeah. And you're just sitting there and there's no response from anyone. No one's arguing back. You're not getting this story yeah. from their emotions yeah. or faces or actions or anything. It's just padding for padding's sake. It's padding the padding. It's getting packaging peanuts and wrapping them up in cellophane and bubble wrap and then... Ah! (laughs) But yeah, like, 
in that rant where he was ranting against the guy from like sneaking in on the tour group there's like a funny observation to be made but it wasn't a story point it wasn't a joke because it was just more fucking ranting and yeah the guest star of this episode Sasha Baron Cohen your best friend of mine Sasha Baron Cohen Mm -hmm. Sasha Baron I've never offended anyone Cohen (laughs) who I'm assuming they just said you know what go for it we've only written five minutes of this episode we were relying on you to just improv yeah, he just went in and his script didn't have any dialogue for his character. And they're just yeah. like, oh, you know, just fill in the blanks yourself. Like, there is okay. sort of like a cute little irony in Sasha Baron's disgustingly outdated racist stereotype spends his whole time being offended about everything. Mm. Yeah, um, and there's a joke to be mindful about, I think. Yeah. But it's just structure it. Don't just let him off leash Man, with no direction. It's disgusting. It yeah. was really unpleasant to watch. I know I'm the closest thing to a Jewish person we have in the room. It's not particularly a Jewish person. Well, how about you, Danny? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? <laughs> I think the thing that really stood out to me was Sasha Baron Cohen's disgusting fucking accent. I don't know if he was going for like a Hebrew Yiddishy sort of accent, but it was more Frenchy yeah. sort of just like you've got to goggle some sort of vaguely ethnic accent. Yeah. It's like if you'd never heard, I'm pretty sure he knows what Jewish people sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, like, he does a lot of accent work and he usually does it pretty well. I'm going to say they didn't let him redo takes or something. So he might have been, oh, sorry, I lost my, the accent then. Like, no, no, we got it. Like, um, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much credit to give Maybe. him and how much to level it. Yeah, the I don't know how much credit to give him. Maybe the joke is that his accent's bad. You know, maybe the joke is, okay, now try and do an accent, but do one that doesn't sound anything like a Hebrew accent. Yeah. Oh, it really, really got to me. And he was so offensive and racist and out of date and, oh, man. And he was always like, ah, shut your face as well. His little carry-on throwback bit was... Oh, it always kind of carries with it the but it's okay because I am Jewish but it's like it's the lamest fuck excuse off. to make a poor joke fuck off like black people can still do blackface Jewish people can still do Jew face <laughs> oh I am fucking going to hell aren't I not before this episode, you're not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to say what stands out to me is the fucking whiteboard writing in this yeah. episode, man. So unfamiliar listeners, like we've got this concept where, especially when Simpsons do a go to somewhere episode, mm-hmm. yep. they just get a whiteboard, they write down all the things that they oh, know yeah. from it, yeah. and then yeah. they just repeat them, like the fucking Wailing Wall and Krav Maga. Like the yeah. second Bart looks turns this girl, is like, I'm just going to stand up to you. It's like she's going to know Krav Maga, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's on the fucking whiteboard. And then in the end, Lisa knows it for some fucking reason. You know how there's like Wikipedia for kids where it like <laughs> dials everything down? Yeah. yeah. But it just feels so bullet pointy, you know, like they've got to yeah. get a fiddler on gotta the roof. Got to get a fiddler on the roof. Have you ever had a latka? Yeah, they're okay. They're good with applesauce. Oh, get that in the fucking episode. Oh. Oh. Uh, and they even have a moment where they stop and go, Krusty, what are you doing in oh. Israel? I'm the only Jewish character you guys oh. recognize. And Krusty doing his parking tickets at the Wailing Wall. And again, it's that six bites of the same bit where he's like, oh, Lord, I'd like you to take care of these parking tickets. That's the joke. And then like he reads out the parking ticket infraction numbers. And you're yeah. Like, yeah. That's not even a joke. That That's just numbers. That is time. Like, it's not entertaining to hear someone yet read out QAX hashtag. Oh, wait, no. I'm Now I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Merciful God only once. Yeah, look, I've only seen this once. Like I've said before that I used to 
watch HD like seasons 20 to about 22 on repeat. This one, I deleted the fucking file straight after yeah. watching yeah, this man. one. The yeah. perfectly legally obtained file. And yet here it is. And here we are. Brightening our lives. It's okay, man. Now it's behind us. Well, uh, we still got about another twenty minutes of podcasting to do. Oh. So yeah, that's <laughs> right. I have about another twenty minutes worth of complaining to do. Vitriol <laughs> to spew, black bile to vent. <laughs> well, yeah, like a turd in the wind. There are certain kinds of wonderful hatred which aren't like dark burning fuel, but let you burn clean and bright and energy efficient. And this is one mm. of those. I hate it so much. It's mm. actually good for the environment. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. It's, it's a rare kind of hatred, but it's wonderful when it happens. <laughs> BT, his hatred is carbon neutral. <laughs> so yeah. let's talk about the wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode? Yeah, yes. every single aspect. Like it starts off with uh, Ned's having Bible study, but it's interrupted by Captain Wacky running down a yeah, slip and slide yeah. nude. It was really the classic like overpacing of Homer's background antics. Yeah. Whenever Homer's like a background character and his antics are always just like a little bit fast forwardy, you know? Mm. It's like they need to ramp it off enough that he stands out from the shadows. But even then, it's like dumb because, okay, he's on the slip and slide with his kids, and it's not like he's naked in Maggie's kiddie pool drinking beer and being yeah. a slob yeah he's, he's playing he's with, his with children. the family what the fuck is wrong with that oh how dare you play fun with your children on this day we're trying to study about jesus like that's the fucking point of sundays and family and close all that your curtains guys yeah. forgive thy neighbor forgive yeah. thy fucking neighbor and yep. it was forgetful as well because ned like breaks the emergency like genital covering and then in the next scene homer's miraculously got underpants his undies now. are back yeah. on already i guess his board shorts came off yeah, but not yeah. his undies. Which mm. he's wearing both or something. Do people wear undies under board shorts? I I do. I like yeah. my boys to be protected. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, my enormous floppy schlong would just, like, trail down the ocean unless I, like, tape that up. <laughs> if it wasn't for these stupid, you know, nudity laws, I wouldn't have either. Well, that's right, man. You don't want people thinking that you're a man. Of what uh, international audience is a type of jellyfish with really long tendrils that hang out of their boxer shorts. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I love it when I, my guests give me editing advice. <laughs> and we're back. And Starwipe. And... <laughs> yeah, look, I actually think this episode could have been wackier, but then, like, the wacky moments that they chose to go with, like the whole Homer wandering the desert thing, it just, yeah. again, felt like the whiteboard writing. Yeah, yes. gotta get a Lawrence of Arabia episode yeah. in, uh, mentioned in there. Homer's fucking extended, I'm thirsty. Hey, I love that song. I mean... It doesn't seem likely that he'd remember the, the Lawrence Arabia theme, mm -hmm. but it was nice that they threw back to it. Although I felt like the whole bit was just to cram the word horny in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it just backs up with that bit of, he runs out to the ocean, he's like, oh, and starts drinking it, but it's the Dead Sea, and we know it's full of salt. It's like, oh, so salty. What if I add some salt? Like, again, that's not even a joke. No. It's just, oh, that's the wrong thing to do, but why would you even consider it the right thing? You compare that to something like way back when we are looking at Homer at bat, where he's like, the storm started up, so I went to the tallest tree I could find. Because, I mean, it almost sounds like logic. But then you're like, hey, wait a second, that's the opposite. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah, and also, but... the Dead Sea's a fucking tourist trap. Yeah. Like, there would be people. be people. Yeah. Also, he falls over right next to the sign. Clearly, the sign is going to be at a part where tourists come in. He's yeah. not going to be yeah. in. The, you know, uh, <laughs> which sort of does go to explain how seconds later, Marge happens. Or like, yeah. specifically, his wife turns up in the exact so, yeah, right place. Exactly. Homer is lost, and with absolutely no indicator of where he is they find him immediately yeah. yeah and it's them that find him it's not any other of the no, tourists it's not a search party it's yeah. them and the one guy helping her look which like <sighs> i guess it did lead to the part of the episode that i like and i'm 
If there's a part of this episode that you'd like. Like is a very strong word. Yeah. You're getting my dander up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Carry on. No, look. Carefully with dander. I think there is something like with Homer and the Messiah Syndrome and then everyone fucking getting it. I don't really like how they handled it. No, I like the idea and that's the only bit in this entire thing that I like, which is six years into the program. But that's the other thing. Like, no other plot point felt like it was leading up to this. Like, yeah. Ned getting banned from the tomb should have had a lot more weight. Well, Ned assuming Homer was going to have a spiritual experience is already stupid as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we got very weird Ned and Homer's in this episode yeah. as well. Yeah, there's a bit yeah. where Homer's like, but I thought we were going to be neighbours in heaven. You hate him! Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want that? I actually quite like the multi-Jesus reveal where she pulls off her track pants and yeah. she's got the robe underneath. The dangly arm flaps felt like a real non-sequitur yeah. there. Like, yeah. great animation. Agnes is old. What do old people have? Flappy <laughs> Flappy arms. flaps. That's really like, yeah, shot one on the brainstorm thing again. Yeah. That didn't feel like a punchline related to the Jesus. Although I did like when it cut over to Hibbert and then yeah. he's like, oh no, it seems like another case of Jesus's. What this needs is Jesus. Yeah, and he's got the robe as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not a bad reveal. And yeah, Homer did have a nice message. Chicken and peas. I think that's something we can all get behind. Mm-hmm. That would have been way funny if they did like a chicken and peas bit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I thought yeah. they were leaning towards, but didn't Yeah, quite. but they didn't. They, they didn't. didn't. They didn't. The two factions fighting over whether it should be peace on earth or peas on earth. They already are peas on earth. You hellion. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't really have a moment. Like, they had this bit where Flanders was like, wow, I guess my message got through to him after all. Yeah, which (laughs) is dumb because you didn't fucking do anything, Flanders. And then Homer was basically saying, Christianity is wrong. Muslims are wrong. The Jews are wrong. What's my Homer accent doing at the moment? I don't know. (laughs) It's really got its, like, suspenders on. I may not be some big city lawyer, but (laughs) it's way more consistent than um, old SBC over there. What about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? No. Again, this is another one that sucked blood out of me. <laughs> if you don't feel bumps for 21 minutes, please consult your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> if you aren't watching The Simpsons, you can't feel bumps. you may be dead. Yeah. <sighs> it was just so disappointing. Yeah, I can sort of buy Homer and Ned's bending of characters a little bit, but like yeah. nothing I did felt like it carried any weight. It was just a gag factory, and like you said, they weren't good gags. They were just drawn out gags. Yeah, I think there is like an idea of a heart moment here, of, of spirituality and blah, 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 and something like that, but it's just the way we get there is so tacked on and pointless like Ned's just like we're going to the Holy Land Homer maybe you want to come you'll have a spiritual experience like he doesn't want that and then Marge's like yeah. oh yeah we'll go we'll pay for everything he's like you don't want to do that yeah <laughs> no one wants to do this you're just like yeah sure right nope oh fucking win and we'll pay yeah. and there's no pork there <laughs> yeah. ah. any kind of semblance of heart or plot structure or anything is just railroaded and destroyed by these jokes that aren't jokes that just repeat over and over and over until it's like you just can't feel anything even if you're trying you're like oh but skateboarding on the wailing wall what a rebel And yeah, there was a nice bit of heart moment with Homer and Ned at the end on the plane where it's like, can I buy you an overpriced $12 turkey sandwich? I'd like that. Yeah, that was And then they went into a fucking Sky Mall riff, which was shit. (sighs) That was shit. Uh, man, you are so dead inside right now. I'm really like burnt out, like, man. Like I said, it's, it's it's the really bad episodes oh. suck blood from you. They take your heartbeats. <laughs> so I think I know the answer, but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes, this is one of the best I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> he got me there. He got me. <laughs> Yeah, look, Homer and Ned's characters just feel off. Like I reckon Ned feels way more annoyed than he usually is. 
Yeah, I mean, justifiably so, but at the same time, why is he so stupid as to think this is what Homer wants? Yeah. I mean, and if, if they were there for another reason, then maybe that could have worked out of, you know, we came here and I thought you'd at least try. Yeah. But because Homer didn't want to go to begin with, so if it had been... Ned has a crisis of faith and decides to go to Israel to try and revamp that. And Homer has to go because, I don't know, he's being Ned's Mm. blood bag like in Mad Max. I can't think of anything (laughs) right now. I'm too angry. But Mm. there's a a reason, any reason. If Marge is like goads him into it because it's like, you know, he really needs a friend right now. Something. Just some other reason to be there. Because there's no, like, other than Ned, no one else really gives a shit. No, well, you keep your cool, Those script writers did their best. That felt good. I will say as well, like Reverend Lovejoy weirdly gave a shit in this episode. Like he was guiding Ned and go, oh, now Ned, you shouldn't be so rabba. So everyone's sort of doing like a weird fucking adjacent version of their characters, and it doesn't feel right. And I don't think Sasha Baron Cohen fit in this either. Like, no, I, I don't know what went wrong there. Why? Like, it feels like he wasn't directed, or there was no script for him. I think he could. He can do things. I've laughed at him before. I haven't watched any of his recent stuff, but it felt you know. like there was no point to his character. Yeah, it was just ramble for the next five minutes, and we'll cut some of that. Yeah. Why was his character there? He's a tour guide. He shows them around. But the tour guide showing them around doesn't contribute anything to the plot. They leave the tour guide behind pretty quickly. They move on. And it, he introduces a girl, which isn't really said to be his daughter. So She's just kind of following him around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently his niece. And that was the other guest star of this episode. Yale Name, a singer-songwriter from the States. And she first rose to prominence because one of her songs appeared on an Apple ad. And yeah, ever since then, she's uh, had pretty good success. Uh, I mean, she didn't have that much to do besides yelling Krav Maga, but she did an okay-ish job. Yeah, again, didn't have any material to work with, but, you know. Yeah. Why did she chase after Bart? Bart skateboarded across the thing. Was she just, like, offended culturally? I guess. She chased oh, after yeah, him yeah. and beat him uh, up. Um, the tour guide, like, sicked her, her onto him. Yeah, and then, you know, she knees him in the balls eight times, uh-huh. and it's like, Krav Maga, Krav Maga, Krav Maga. Yeah, that whole extended fight sequence. God, they just really fucking... Like they just bites and bites and bites, and it's like, there's nothing left. Stop biting. But yeah, they like stretched it out like it was like a bite-sized Snickers or something. It's just the caramel is Speaking so thin. Speaking of biting, yeah. intro cutscene where like Homer bites Bart on the neck, and Bart's like biting at Homer's neck, and they're like panting in a weird way while people are pulling on their collars. Really turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't all that. <laughs> <laughs> Silver. <laughs> so, yes or no, would you watch this one again? No. Nah, man. No. BT, what would you change? God, everything. I'd give it a plot. I'd give it some heart. I'd give it some jokes. This is a complete teardown. There is maybe a salvageable concept at the very core of it. but What's the salvageable concept? Which part um, are you going to salvage? Ned in the Holy Land. Not any of the Simpsons. Like, they can be there, but the purpose, I think, would be Ned maybe has a crisis of faith and wants to go. There is maybe something to get from that, but it's so parallel and distant to this idea of what we actually got. There's nothing in this episode I think I would keep. Maybe just slightly some of the concept. But it, no, from what we have, everything is a teardown, rebuild the entire thing. I very rarely say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually, you can salvage something, but just everything is so fucking awful. How about you, Danny? I really want to see Ned and Homer 
as the buddy comedy thing. They tend to work really well when they're on their buddy comedy road trip together. Totally. I don't know why there were a half a dozen other Simpsons characters that were just like background there. Why was Hibbert and everyone there? Yeah, I mean, I know they were there as the Bible camp theoretically, yeah. Yeah. but why the fuck were they there in the story, you know? Yeah. Who's the guy with the gun which says if you have a gun, you have to shoot the gun? Oh, uh, ch- not Chekhov. Che- yeah. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. fuck is the point of having any of them there? Yeah, they're all set up as part of this Bible group that then dissolves, but they're still characters still there. Okay, you know what? Have Bart get good at karate. He gets into like an international tournament, and they go to Israel for like the finals, and the, his opponent does Krav Maga. There you go. Uh, yeah. That's a much like, better reason to have the Simpsons in Israel. Karate and that took me twenty minutes. That took you twenty seconds. That was great. That was. Well, I mean, I'm counting dome. this entire you yeah, know, fair recording oh, session. I, I, I. You know when he goes off into the desert on? Oh God, fuck! He calls it a sand horse, yeah. just like a, uh. a sand car. Oh, a sand horse, car of the desert. Is it a sand horse or is it a sand car? You piece of shit. Um. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, him going off in the desert, I reckon that'd be a really good chance for him and Ned to do, like, off into the rally part of crossover into fear and loathing. Um, <laughs> I actually love that a lot. Yeah. Okay. So they both start hallucinating a they little bit. They both start hallucinating a little weird. bit. Lizards and shit. This is bat country, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that sort of ties into, like, the religious hallucinations yeah, and things. Yeah. And um, a lot more fun. A lot more fun. Yeah. I like it. And then um, somehow we get back to Session Barracoon with like massive fucking knife just freaking the fuck out. And, you know, <laughs> no, okay, okay, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. But I feel there's more in that if we delved into that deeper. Yep. yep. Let's, yeah. I'm going to leave it there for now. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's not like the Ricky Gervais episode where I'm fully repulsed by Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, this is America. I felt like missed the mark. Like, I think there's still something to be had in his old work. And I think the problem here is that, yeah, he just, he wasn't on a leash. This is America by Donald Glover. Oh, fuck. That's bad of me. Um, hey, What's his show called again? Who is America? Yeah, what is America or some shit? It's very close to you, yeah, to be fair. So Yeah, thank you for calling me out on that. I would have Who um, is America, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who is America, you're right. Hey, points. He was in Les Miserables? He sure yeah. was. He was the, He's the, the, the French role. guy. Yeah. Wow. Um anyway, look <laughs> <laughs> the French guy. Innkeeper. <laughs> was he the innkeeper? I thought he was the, yeah, the, the sheriff. Of the house. Uh yeah, look, I think there is something for him to do, but I think yeah, this fucking improv in the studio stuff clearly which what it was didn't work and it gave this already improv feeling episode mm. just such a loose fucking thread like we got to the end of them like wow that was 20 minutes felt like fucking two hours <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and uh. look i gotta say i do like the ending like homer going through jerusalem syndrome and pre- yeah. being the messiah and and i think there is something funny about the you know i'm spartacus oh. sort of moment yeah, but they bring oh. that in with what oh. four minutes left i know it should have been the <laughs> yeah, halfway that point. should have been a big part uh they should have done the whole like three jesus in a mental asylum thing <laughs> um uh, one's english one's irish one's australian i love it i love it. it's a great setup but <laughs> it's a famous like psychology yeah. thing where um they chucked a bunch of people who were convinced they were jesus into one mental asylum yeah had them like meet each other and then they all walked out saying no the other two are just crazy and faking it yeah uh, <laughs> it's really it's clever Mm. Um, Elliot said, 
you know what I didn't mind Sasha Baron Cohen I really felt there was a place for Sasha Baron Cohen in our lives and all of our lives and blah 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 mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I was really offended and upset by him I didn't feel like there was a point to his character and I found it, there was definitely no point for him to have such an offensive accent and be a caricature of a country that they were going to and theoretically yep. with a sense of respect and trying to find religion and spirituality and na 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 and then I was like wait a second what if we get to the end and it turns out that he's not Israeli he's faking it and like his shit accent is so so bad that no one's brave enough to call him out on it because everyone thinks that he's he's Jewish. And you know, in community where they're like, "Well, you know, it's not racist to ask a Chinese man why he can speak Mexican, yeah, <laughs> Spanish." Um, but no, yeah, okay. Get to the very end and find out that that wasn't the tour guide. That's Sacha Baron Cohen pretending to be a tour guide for his new show. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's doing this filming for Jacob, the tour guide, at that very yeah, moment. Exactly. Totally. Man, I actually really like that because <laughs> that feels better. Like now, there's a point for his character. Yeah. Because yeah. so many he's just this... there a lot with no driving force behind him yeah. whatsoever. So I just want to also wanted to say yeah. in an episode where it was meant to be all Homer, you're not respecting the Holy Land. This is the episode that isn't respecting the place they're in. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Oh, it's so... fucking disgusting. Yeah. Also, Flan Diddly Danders got banned from life for one of the most sacred churches on the planet, mm-hmm. and he just like strolls off and has a cup of tea and goes catch a movie. A yeah. boring and also offensive movie. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, the, re- naturally, the reformers. Everything yeah. must be Jewish in this country. Uh, <laughs> fucking back to the whiteboard. But yeah, he just goes off and chills and has a cup of tea, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, whatever. Well, and then a, he- a cup of lukewarm water. Yes. yes. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad joke. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. And then later at the end of the movie, he's back in the fucking church again anyway. Yeah. Like I said, it was such an inconsequential story beat because it's not like Flanders is trying for the rest of the episode to get back into the thing or prove he's a good Christian to These anyone. These people don't mm. give a shit. They don't yeah. give a shit about continuity or story beats or plot or it, uh, none of it matters and yeah They're- have ned have a moment of you know what maybe i can't go into wherever it was but god is a thing that lives in people and i need to be amongst my friends and family that's and it, that's man. where god is or something like, like something else like ugh. yeah this is just so not thought out yeah. all right we are at the end here bt do you have any other notes oh i do because i'm not done there are so many things in this that <laughs> suck balls. so many things there's just a bit where like a homer's like say it like dracula and it's like well, again, why are we doing this? It just takes so much time. And, oh, it's my ringtone now. Yeah, and the handstand Fuck it. thing. Uh, Fuck why? It. Uh, Bart's walking around the wailing wall and he's all like reading them. He's like, oh, that's sad, sad, sad. It's like, of course, they're prayers to God that yeah. they're going to the point of going to Jerusalem to try and solve. They're not going to be, everything's fine, God, thanks, bye. Uh, and then going into the extended fight with him and Homer. Don't tell much there's uh, chocolate on the hotel pillars. Why, you little blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've been eating the chocolate before she got the chance to know. Ah, fuck. This is a wasted uh, episode. Just the terrible bit where Homer's napping in the tomb and he's all like, but isn't this where the, it's like, this is where the most famous man ever was buried? He's like, oh, Porky, Porky the pig? pig? He's like, no! And it's like, Porky's a pig and he's animated, but he is buried here. Right? Like, oh God, shut the fuck up! Seriously. Why did they go with Seriously. Porky Pig? Like, he's not that fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like... Anyone else, like fucking even someone that was alive, I don't know, Angus Young, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ah, oh, just nah, Lee Lewis. Nah. yeah, and Marge is like, so they find home and he's all, I am the Messiah. And Marge's like, Oh, but you still have our passports. Oh, of course, I oh. wouldn't. Like, again, that's not a joke, that's just a thing you're saying. Yeah, it's like they ran out of Jerusalem stuff, and so they were like, Oh, what else happens when you go on holidays? Did you know they have chocolates on the pillows? 
Oh. And then my final note is also another non-joke where Homer yep. falls yep. out of the window and jumps into a truck of used Yamulkas. Oh, it's like, come oh, this on. one says Carolina Panthers. That's not a joke. Those are just words that you put together and said had a punchline. Danny, any Fuck. other notes? Ah. Um... Lizard people. <laughs> bat country. Lizard people are fucking in the mud. <laughs> Tell me about the fucking golf shoes. Man, I can't wait to see fear and loathing in Springfield. Oh, I know. <laughs> when right white rabbit bites off his own head, I want you to throw this thing in here with me, man. <laughs> it's the rabbit with the one ear from the <laughs> that other comic. All right, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final, final notes. Elliot's final notes. Yeah, fucking harmony. <laughs> Jimbo being involved with the church club again. More dragged uh, out jokes. Skype, uh, Skype, Skype. Flanders says he wants to know what pita bread tastes like. Maud used to own a fucking pita bread truck. (laughs) 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 But never sampled the product himself. Oh, yeah, I suppose. That'd be unchristian. (laughs) Cutting into their profits. Christians are all about profits. And so the Lord says, do not get high on your own supply. Love it. Um, the breakfast buffet scene, I don't even know why I wrote it down. It was just, it dragged out, right? The whole oh, omelette thing. Oh man, what the fuck was the point of that? Mmm, this muffin's so much bigger than the one at Nazareth. Yeah. Uh... Finally, you like something better than Nazareth. Oh, and Homer trying to order a falafel for the top of Mount Zion. Fuck, this episode is the worst. Isn't this it? episode is the worst. Oh, uh, what about when Jacob was talking about Egypt and Passover and dead baby, dead baby, dead baby, Passover, dead baby. Oh, yeah. God. What the fuck, right? Yeah, I know how Passover works. We yeah, don't I... need the dead baby reminder. Yeah, it was just, again, another part of one of his stupid, long extended rants. Like, at the end, especially like Marge said something very very bad which is like why are you people so pushy and then he goes on to his whole pushy yeah, well, why rant. don't you go through several genocides then by and also why passover was the firstborn so son pushy. they weren't not necessarily babies yeah. why are you people so pushy yeah i didn't even notice that not good and Dude. they had to fit matzo balls in there so Yo, naturally they had to. Oh, i missed that bit i must have been blind with rage yeah <laughs> <laughs> Flanders going, and the only thing you've done on this trip is take photos of funny sodas. Here's a slideshow of funny sodas. Oh, and they're called mm. Oi, Oi, Oi. Yeah. Fuck or off! Or New Lemon Lime Oi. Wow. Uh, I am, mm. Diet Ooh. Brisket. What was the other one? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not even puns. They're just things that are Jewish that have a soda now. Yeah, well, very... everyone's like, they're cross to bear. Like you. The cross. Mm. Fucking took you all night to write that one. Oh, and of course the Veggie Tales, because yeah, if you're gonna have a religious episode, yeah. better have Veggie Tales in it. Yeah, and then they didn't you know come what? back that, for anything. That could have worked, as in that's like Homer's only touch point for religion. That sure. that's his vision. But by then, I was so angry and tired, I could not give a fuck. It is time to rank this thing. Failure, man. We have gotten through this one so quickly. This is like one of our shorter segments ever. God, it feels like it's dragged. <laughs> On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the good rankings, you got okay, bronze, good, silver, excellent, gold. But for the best of the berry, bear with the bear, for the that's all, folks. For the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm gonna go first. Let me show you how it's done. Failing the fuck out of this one. I don't have much more to say, BT. Yeah, I'm not even flinching to kick this in the pit. Fail. <laughs> Danny, finish it off. This is 
garbage. This is a garbage fire. I feel offended and upset that you've wasted our lives, but I'm glad that I can warn future generations. <laughs> failure! And that will be a unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the, the Index Finger! Beautiful. It will be joining other such unanimous failures as Future Drama, the weird time jump episode where Homer oh, and Marge divorced. Yeah. The yeah, Italian Bob. Like <laughs> Did not like that one. Uh, man, I was such a young man when I thought yeah, that was no, the worst right? episode I'd ever seen. <laughs> Mentioned it before, Homer Simpson, This Is Your Wife, the Ricky Gervais episode. <laughs> Funeral for a Fiend, where yeah. Sideshow Bob and Cecil come back to town. <laughs> uh, I almost feel like you could enjoy it after seeing this one, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Go back to that and be like, oh, those were the days. Oh, no, when I thought that was bad. bad. <laughs> and yeah, Lisa goes gaga. Oh, and classic a, terrible. A tree yeah. grows in Springfield, which we reviewed the other week. Which that that? Uh, with Homer's oh, iPad and the tree right. that Hope and that the That was set. just a mess. That wasn't like bad, bad. It was just messy bad. Yeah. Frink gets testy. Remember oh, the- Oh, yes. Remember oh. hating the fuck out of that Ooh, one. did not enjoy. Yep. Camp Crustier, The Great Fatsby Part 2, and Love is in the N2O2ARCO2NEHECH4. The classic. Every time. Yeah, man. Classic failures. All right, guys. Before we move on to the next segment, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? We have two. Okay. And why? I feel like I'm already angry. Are we booking plane tickets to America to find these people? Are you going to do them with silly voices? <laughs> Todd Vanderworth of the AV Club. No. Todd Vanderworth of the AV Club. Oh, what's a Vanderworth? Hey, he gave this episode a B plus. No, he didn't. Which is on their scale like a silver. Fire him. A B plus. Let's yeah. buy their company and fire him. He says, there were jokes here that went on way too long. Yep. Like that whole Kraft Maga thing. Yep. But for the most part, nope. this <laughs> this was a funny vacation episode, he says. Whoa. Does he know what the words funny vacation or episode mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Todd, sell the van. Um, and <laughs> old mate, Robert Canning of IGN. Ooh, Robert, Robert the Feather Touch, touch Canning. Gave this episode a 7.3. Fuck off. Oh my, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay, man. Better to for editing to go from loud to quiet than the other way around. So that's like a bronzy, silvery sort of for their scale. And sorry, this is a long one, but I feel like it's all worth it. I was underwhelmed with Sasha Baron Cohen's voice work as the group's tour guide. Agreed. Mm -hmm. He was like a sped up Borat and was actually a bit difficult to understand at times. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. The few jokes that did get through were only okay. It's difficult to keep your expectations in check when you hear about an upcoming guest star, and that likely affected my perception of this episode, but that is what it is. Perhaps subsequent viewings will find me enjoying this more, but for now, the greatest story ever told was just this side of good. Okay, again, his review does not match his score. Nope. He said, Oh, it's always hard to tell when you hear about a celebrity cameo being on The Simpsons, and that cameo was terrible, but I suppose it was a pretty good episode. It's like, no, all you focused on was the part you didn't like. Yep. Didn't like his accent. Could barely understand him. His jokes were kind of so-so. Seven out of five. <laughs> Seven out of ten, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're Perfect scoring it like we like dogs now. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm broken and angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's get out of here and move on to the next episode where we're actually going to be doing another sort of Ned and Homer religious deep dive. I mean, they better be careful because my knives are out. <laughs> but this one, they're going more on the Darwin side of the argument. So we are going to be going to watch the monkey suit. We'll be back. Is this where, like, Ned and Homer, two men enter, only one man survives? <laughs> <laughs> That's Darwinism, baby! Yeah, man.
And we are back and we just watched our Teen Zero episode. This was Season 17, Episode 21, The Monkey Suit. First released in May of Oort 6, it was directed by Raymond S. Percy and written by J. Stuart Burns. In this episode, Flanders tries to get creationism taught in schools and then it turns out that creationism will be the only thing taught in schools, not evolution, the devil's fucking theory on how man came to be and Lisa takes Flanders to court. Guys, what do you think? Garbage. Lots of garbage. It may just be that I'm full of meat and booze, but yeah. Yeah, I'm with him. Surprisingly, <laughs> it was garbage, and I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it, and then I kind of did, and then I kind of did again, and I kind of did, and I kind of did again. It was enjoyable, but it was garbage. It had a coherent plot, and then some turns, well, and then some turns that sucked. But I really didn't laugh all that much. No, pretty joke light. Yeah, I think this is one where I like the story beats a lot more than the jokes. But then I felt like they really were very ham fisty and very. They were very ham fisty. And you know, I'm on the evolution side and fuck creationism and all that. But fuck uh, creationism, fellow kids. I thought by now you'd know they're both wrong. Oh, a wizard did it. God. <laughs> and every answer to the question was a wizard did it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start out with you, Captain Wizard Theory. For better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Uh, it's for worse, and it's the total lack of wizards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with this guy. Yeah. The third theory that needs to be taught in schools. Man, uh, I don't have nothing what really stands, stands out, out yeah. in this episode. It's, it's all okay. You know what? I'm going to go with the very beginning. I really like Bart trying to condense an entire summer into one afternoon. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty fun montage. I had a good time on that one. It's not a full slight to the rest of the episode, but it's a mild slight. You know, it's it's this kind of slight where it'll get home later, it's going to bed, has its pajamas on, lies down next to it, and go, hey! <laughs> that kind of slight. Fair um, enough. Bart's intro there was actually produced for the episode i'm spelling as fast as i can oh really and because yeah they were just running really? over so yeah they just shelved that opening sequence and yeah managed and it to shoehorn it into this episode shoehorned it in mm. yeah now that you mention it it has shit all to do with the episode oh yeah incredibly shit all it's not about lisa or religion or anything it's just but having a little wacky adventure which yeah i liked as well that mm-hmm. baseball thing that was great the baseball thing was great yeah. that he eats a eats uh a slice of each pizza. He eats a take slice time, of take each pizza. Pe- I'm gonna take it down. He eats a slice of each piece of pizza just in slow no. motion. No, he doesn't. Try again. He eats a slice of nope. each. <laughs> he runs around and eats the. He doesn't eat a slice of each piece of pizza. Fine. He eats a bit of each piece of pizza. He takes a bite of each slice of pizza. He takes a bite of each slice of pizza while running around in slow motion. <laughs> Yeah, after he did the... <laughs> it's yeah. a victory lap. It's a victory lap. Mm-hmm. After he just done the victory lap with fucking fireworks and exploding lights and yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Then I thought his crossing off kiss a girl for the first time was great. Yep. Then I thought her kiss a hundred boys was a really cheap sexist thing to like degrade yeah. to degrade the women there. How? It just was. like There was no real need for suddenly... She wanted to kiss a hundred boys. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And use it, that's why it shouldn't be used as a punchline. Sexist. Uh, he wanted to kiss, have a summer romance. If that's not wrong, then how is her wanting a hundred summer flings re- sexist? Sexist. <laughs> Maybe Bart's sexist too. <laughs> sexist. Maybe Lists are sexist. You ever think about that? We're through the looking glass here. How about you, Danny? For better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that sounds like you? The sexism! <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Lists. 
the list. Well, there no. were a lot of list jokes. Mm. Like Grandpa mm. had one, Homer had one. I actually thought the very next scene was also sexist. I can't even remember what it was now. Uh, was you're like... talking about uh, how Marge was all like, "Oh, a museum we women can like." Oh yeah, mm. that was kind of sexist. It was a bit. Yeah, they, let's go to the museum, and they're like, "Oh, there's a display on loom crochet knittery and woman textiles." Yeah, Ooh, and textiles. they're like, "Finally, something us women can be excited about." And then it's suddenly they take it down and they're like, boom, guns and ammo, fireworks and pornography. And Homer and Bart are just like, whoop, 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 whoop in your face. Women, you guys aren't allowed to like weaponry or pornography or fireworks because you're women. You want womenly wimbiz. Yeah, which is bullshit because, yeah, the women were having a great time in the wet expo. Like Maggie and Marge having their little play mugging. You yeah. Know? That was pretty And we cute. happen to know that Marge loves pornography. <laughs> I thought you meant guns, but... Oh, she was a cop, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some great cop pornography. <laughs> Lots of frisking. Calendars. Yeah, it would have been an easy joke to have Marge excited about looms because Marge is excited yeah. about looms. You don't need to make to the entire female gender. All women in with her, yes. Yeah. And I think Lisa would have gotten something out of it too. I think she just wants to go to a museum. Oh, dude, museums yeah. are cool. Looms are cool. That's fine. Yeah, history um, is always interesting. Saying that finally... Something in history that us women can enjoy out of mm. all history from finally. to liberation or yeah, whatever, man. whatever it was. Yeah. Elliot, what was the moment that stood out to you? For better or for worse. I was going to just jump on Shag's moment and say that it is kind of weird just after we have like Bart's summer montage and then we go into a bunch of more sketches in the weapons thing. Mm. Like, yep. It's just yep. sort of weird to stack Sketch those two things. Up by sketches. Yeah. But having said that, those were some of my favorite jokes of the episode. Mm. Like, yeah, I loved a lot about the weapons thing, but I didn't really get sort of the point about screwing Flanders in that intro scene. No, it was a bit dumb. When the episode's going to be like Flanders imposing himself on other people, it's sort of weird that they set it up that... They start with him being too giving to everybody else, yeah. and then we move to him imposing his will on others. Like the whole Bart cut has nothing to do with the episode. It was just like, hey, look at Bart. Here's Bart. Look yeah. at him and and laugh. The Flanders bit has nothing to do with the rest of the story. It's just, look, at Fl- here is Flanders. Let's shit on him. Look, there's Flanders. Let's hold him down and shit on his face and his belief system. Mm. That has nothing to do with the rest of the story, which also happens to be about shitting on his belief system separately to this about shitting on Flanders. Mm. Yeah, so it just sort of seemed like a weird thing that they set it up with like Flanders getting screwed over and that wasn't the point and neither was Flanders getting revenge on people for screwing him over or anything He's like so that. He's so meek and humble. Yeah. He couldn't be the bad guy in this story. We should support him in his quest to Continue further... being meek and humble. Yeah. It, it gets you on his side a little, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just going to say that's the sort of point of the story that stands out to me is, mm. yeah, Flanders' whole crusade in this whole thing. We we do see a weird Flanders in this episode. It's that turn more to the uh, ultra-conservative... Flanderization, Westboro, yeah. yeah. The Westboro Baptist kind of version of things. Not quite yet, but it's the early days of Flanderization. What season is this again? 17. So this is only four years before the last episode we watched. Wow. I know, it feels so much further from. So much further. I don't know. The last episode we watched wasn't exactly a doozy. <laughs> Never been sure what doozy means, so... Let's yeah. check. <laughs> Let's check the dictionary. So, dictionary Simpsons Index. Doozy, something outstanding or unique of its kind. Example, it's going to be a doozy of a black eye. What? It's going to be a doozy of a black eye. Well, I'll give you a doozy of a black eye there, fella. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense now. Play count, how many times before tonight have you seen this episode? I've seen this once and maybe twice, actually. I have seen this one before. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is one I've seen a couple of times now. I actually found myself returning to it. Is this like the first ever time on the index that I've seen something once or twice? Yeah. I think either I've never seen it or You've it's like it season one times. and I've seen it 400 times. Yeah, because like most sensible people, you gave up on watching The Simpsons <laughs> at a certain point. And then sometimes I'd wake up at like four in the morning and you've left The Simpsons on in your room while you snore up a chainsaw. Yep. <laughs> Good fun. Yeah, and now yeah. I only watch Simpsons for podcasts and I have a CPAP machine. <laughs> times, they change. Ain't that it? Sunrise, sunset, and moss grows fast on a rolling stoner. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so was this a wacky episode? Not particularly. Sort of was. Interesting. Discourse, mm. that's fine. What aspects felt wacky to you? Wacky's the wrong word, and I'm sorry, mm. and I take it back. But <laughs> what I'm pointing at, I don't understand the storyline. Yeah. In terms of the plot. Like, it went from Flanders was like, there's not enough people in church or something like that. Why did Flanders start doing the teacher thing? Well, because he saw the evolution exhibit at the museum. He saw the evolution exhibit at the museum. Yep. And he was like, oh, there's evolution yeah. in my museum. No, I catch you. He saw the evolution exhibit at the museum. Somehow this relates to him going to the school and saying, stop teaching this. Did he go to the school? He went to the church. Called a church he meeting. Called a church meeting about it. Yeah, called all a like, church meeting. Helen Lovejoy was yep. all like, hey, Tim, this would be a really good way to get our flock yeah. back on side. But then you that's know. not what Here it was we about. go. See, this is the point. I'm, 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 this mm. is what I was looking for. Even Lovejoy's just like, oh, you know, you got to take this Bible with a grain of salt, nerd. I mean, that, that was, was great. great. Line. That was a great line. Yeah. Lovejoy just being like, come on, man. It's, it's a fucking Bible. I mean, really? Who, come on. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Even the Vatican is like, yeah, a lot of Genesis is largely just metaphor. Oh, man. <laughs> they're as close as they are legally allowed to yeah. say it's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're, we are obliged to say this is true, mm -hmm. but you know, quote, unquote, true, <laughs> quote, 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 yeah. quote, quote. Yeah. But let's get back on the scene. Yeah. Yeah, Ned's called the church meeting. Yep. And the Lovejoys are all like, come on, calm down. And they're like, wait a second. Down. We can get some meat back in the seats if we make a big deal out of it. We can get meat back in the seats. Yeah. Because everyone's going to the vibro chairs in the other church. Mm. Uh, was it? Pescatarians. Pesc pescatarians. Um, Not a pescatarian. <laughs> and he knows it. Look at that face. <laughs> Episcopalians. Yeah. <laughs> pescatarian is, yeah, the, the vegetarians who still eat fish. Yeah. So yeah, look, this is the point where it felt like a leap to mm. go from Lovejoy being like, oh, fuck it, man, it's the Bible, it doesn't actually mean shit, to suddenly, mm. evolution must be taught in schools, yeah. and then, boom, loophole, we shouldn't have two different things arguing in, which, of course, is the whole point of science, for things to argue against each other and then prove yeah. their strengths yeah. and weaknesses. And then the judge is like, hmm, yes, I've got a judge, uh, 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 a t-shirt competition after <laughs> this. I suppose we should only have one thing in school. And Lisa's all, I suppose everything just worked out for me. Wait a second, it didn't? Yeah. The opposite <laughs> happened? For no fucking reason. I yeah. mean, it makes no sense why they would suddenly agree with Lisa that blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. This is bullshit. I thought mm. the wackier leap, though, was Skinner being all like, oh, why do you expect me to teach creationism? I'm a respected educator. Rah, rah, rah. And then they're like, we've got the lease for your Camry that came from a Christian car dealer. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and for the rest of the episode, Skinner's... He's crusading for it, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like a point of conflict for him. Not which at all. I think is a major misstep very, of this episode. Not very fucking Christian of them, is it? To hold no. that over his head like that. And not that. very uh, educational of Skinner to go, yeah, I'll, I'll sell out what I want to teach these children because you can I'll destroy my my beliefs in evolutionism, in science, in education. Yep. 
just because my Camry, no. Well, yeah, which is weird, because, yeah, why would Reverend Lovejoy in Flanders blackmail someone? And also, so they burn the lease. He goes fucking, hey, some dickheads came and got my lease. You know, can I get my other lease? Also, theoretically, <laughs> they've got the copy of the lease that the dealership owns. So if they destroy it, if they, no, burn it they have just, no record no that he has a car. car. Yeah, so Skinner still car. has the car. Yeah. <laughs> So not a great threat. Yeah, and in terms of wackiness, so yeah, I'm there are these like wacky plot It's like leaps. a plot line wackiness. Yeah, a logical inconsistency. Oh, also the Bambi thing was wacky. Oh yeah. yes, yes. So this is our guest star of the episode, Larry Hagman as Wallace Brady. The Larry Hagman? Dude was just like invented to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Larry Hagman, he played JR on the series Dallas. The uh, JR. The one the that got series shot. Dallas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he passed away in 2012, rest really? in peace. Mm-hmm. And so his character was based off the lawyer on something called the Scopes Monkey Trial. Now, this is a very fucking deep well to go down. And all I can say is, just go check Wikipedia. But it's basically this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a big, like, To Kill a Mockingbird vibe going on as well. Yeah. Um, everyone knows what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. Where, like... I'm getting a bit of that hyper chicken from Futurama as well. Yo, of course, of course, because they're doing the same bit. They're all doing the same yeah. bit. Now, I may not be a big city lawyer. Mm-hmm. I, like, using your simple country vibe to appeal to your audience and masses and sell the, the delusion, the lie that your homespun wisdom outsmarts science and rhetoric yeah. is... Not what happened in... Yeah, no, I know. But, well, no, no, no. In fact, it was the good guy mm. that kind of used his home, his earthiness to get through the racist guys. Yeah. Okay, sidebar. It's not To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> Let's step forward. No, but... Man, I liked this character. I thought he was one of the better parts of the last half of this episode. He was clearly a trope, and he Mm. was predictable, and he was doing his thing about being homespun and selling his country wisdom to try and sway the crowd. But he did it great. I really enjoyed what he was doing. Yeah. I was on board. Not on board with his lies, but I was on board. And Mm. even bringing in, oh, so you're the scientist. Oh, yeah, I got a degree in truthology from the (laughs) National Christian Institute. And yeah, that sort of shit. And even bringing Bambi in, which was ridiculous. But who killed your mother? Evolution. Evolution. (laughs) Absolutely. It really, like, highlights the childish weakness of, well, of of this sort of argument. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're not here to get into a religious debate, but the whole premise of any argument around religion is how can you argue when people get hurt and offended about it oh you can't talk about that like that because it hurts my feelings well i'm just trying to have a civilized conversation with you about your civility is offensive yeah that's undercutting the argument process the debate process which is fine when you're hanging out at your bar but in a court of law when it's about fact and evidence and Mm -hmm. science and law I would say that is a criminal way of manipulating the Mm -hmm. system. And just to bring it to the end of this trial scene as well, what did you think about the wackiness of Marge proving that evolution and... Through Homer trying to open a beer? Yeah. Fucking hated it. Yeah? Yeah, terrible. Awful, stupid, hated it. It's predictable. I liked the idea, but I think I just fucking... This was the ham-fistedness that I was talking about. That's it. It's the right idea. Hmm, I've got a way to prove evolution. See one person behaving slightly like a monkey? Well, that proves the entire thing. But even Flanders... Clang, clang, gavel, gavel. 
But even Flanders getting frustrated. Oh, you gorilla-faced monkey ape. And Yeah, of course uh, he goes straight oh to my the gosh. fucking if monkey. If I can call stores. Homer that many different yeah. ape names, he must have evolved from an ape. And then if you didn't get it, Marge fucking holds up the picture and the sea, and it's like... And uh, they're making the same... Po- I know. That is ham-fisted. That is poorly done. It's monkey-fisted. <laughs> yeah, checkmate. Mm. I could go some ham. <laughs> mm, I could go ham. some monkey. And look, the other wackiness I wanted to point out was apparently Milhouse is a foot taller now. Oh, yeah. Stretched on the rack. Oh, yeah. And he's all like, wacky. ah, I felt my arm come out of the sock. And, and Bart's afterwards like, oh, it it's went fine. Crunch. And turns it like four more times. And like, yeah, you hear those like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they went nuts in the foley there. And then he says fucking was. Hand raised. Hand raised. Oh. Yeah. Yes, you in the shirt. Yes, me. <laughs> the wacky thing I'd like to point out is fucking Nelson, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again. Well, this was a wacky episode. With the prisoner references, yeah. Oh, is that what that is? The island. And he pulls off the mask and suddenly there's a flamingo underneath. Does that fade out with the puzzle pieces? Yeah, see, I, I liked the Mr. X, but I thought, oh, yeah, the puzzle pieces. It's funny, but this is the wrong episode for this shit. Yeah. Why not in the fucking island episode, Simpsons? <laughs> come on, Castellaneta, come on! <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? No. There were, like, tiny fragments of it. So I really like there's a bit where Lisa's all, you can't have evolution and science at the same time. They're incompatible ideas. And Marge is like, well, you know... They have the idea that Bart's a brat, but he's also my special little guy. Those are incompatible that ideas. But they both Maybe ex- they that. can learn from each yeah. other. And I really like the sentimentality of that. that. Was like, good. It was really sweet. But then she followed up with, you know, Homer says he's at work, but he's also out there on the trampoline. Yeah. And there's a much less, Which like, is annoying, because it goes from, yeah, it goes from two f- opposing opinions both being correct yeah. to mm. yeah. Homer clearly just lied to you. <laughs> that's, They're not opposing ideas. That's it. That went from being a really great perspective mm. To being a cheap gag. It was cheap. Yep. Yeah, cheap, and cheap. it wasn't that funny. He was on a trampoline, so what? And then she and runs then away and joins She runs him. away and joins the fucking trampoline. That's not a good punchline. Yeah, look, I will say there is something to the heart moment of Lisa talking to Flanders at the Again, end. It's so heavy-handed, though. It just makes me wish that was sort of more peppered throughout the episode. Lisa trying to go up to Flanders like, can I talk to you? Yeah, because yeah, she's like, I respect your point of view. It's like, mm, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, neither of them are trying to understand the other. Flanders isn't even thinking about what's the right thing to do here. Mm. I mean, he's thinking about how can we get butts in seats. That is not Christian. That's not even Flandersy. Well, no, and... Flanders, think about butts. Never. And if Flanders had tied in the events at the start of the episode of, oh, everyone's rude to me, it's probably because they don't have God in their life, that would have at least been a string to connect those two things, but it just never was the point. Mm -hmm. Kinker. Says a lot about the heart when we're already, uh, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had very few notes on this one. Heart, heart, heart. But ultimately, heart. though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm. I'm sort of going to say yes. Like yeah. a tentative yes. The Bart scene at the start, clearly cropped from another episode. Yep. Very Simpsons-y, though. That sort of summer of yeah. love montage, very Simpsons-y. I feel like both Lisa and Flanders are both being... They're both their crusade, they're not their characters. Yes. Sure, yeah. I think the episode was a way for the Simpsons writers to say, we like evolution, we don't like Christianity. Ha ha, fellow kids, evolution, atheism, yay. Do the evolution. Yeah, but at the same time, Simpsons is sort of about being progressive with things like evolution and marrying Christianity with home beliefs and family values and blah, blah, blah. Mm. It was just a shit, ham-fisted way of doing it. 
Yeah, you think of like the Angel episode where Lisa's all, I can't yeah. believe people believe in angels. It's so stupid. And Marge's like, well, I do. And there's kind of that moment of, but I love you. And how do you believe in something I don't? She's just like, it's just the way people are. And at the end when, you know, the angel rises up, Marge's like, well, you were squeezing my hand pretty tight right then. She's like, shut up. Yeah. And it's not yeah. taking a stance that episode. No, either. it's just both just happened in the end. It's all for the glory of a new shopping mall. Yeah. So everyone got had, no matter what their perspective was. Yeah. They cover belief quite a lot. Yeah. Like they have quite a complex relationship with Christianity for what is essentially largely an atheist series. Also, Homer has met God on Homer multiple has occasions. met God. <laughs> saved by God, saved by Flandersism, yeah. house burned. You know what? Yes, and the devil. Mm. Yeah, they have quite a complex relationship with religion yep. for a show that takes a, quite an atheist stance most of the time. Most of the time, but they'll never... Yeah, it's never the complete stance, I suppose. Yeah, usually they try to marry those two ideas together. Mm. Yeah, and that's sort of what's pretty disappointing about this episode because it is so obviously one-sided, and I think there is a lot of value into doing an episode that is about, like, which is a real fucking thing, evolution being taken out of yeah. Uh, yeah. curriculums, which is, yeah, just a god-awful thing. Fucking pardon <laughs> the pun. Yeah, so there is an argument to make. I just, I wish they'd sort of made it more about the whole Lisa, what she said at the end. I wouldn't want mm. creationism in schools like you don't want scientists in church, I think. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? I mean, I don't really feel there's a lot of reason to. It's not bad, but hangover test only. Actually, no, then. It's not interesting enough for me to want to watch with a hangover. Oh, this... Yeah, I'd, I'd totally watch this one again. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, to, I feel like there's nothing else to get from to it. To get what out of it? What are you looking forward to? There's a couple of yucks to be heard. I would watch the beginning with Bart. Yeah. <laughs> and glue it to um, spelling as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just watched one of those like early seasons where the whole episodes were like that. Oh, yeah, when they were good? Yeah, when yeah. they were good. <laughs> like the one where Homer thinks he's about to die, so he goes out and crosses all the things off the list that he wanted to do with his life. Oh, fuck, that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was incredible. I was in tears. BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Um, I'd make it better. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I would put good in answer. more wizards, which is the truth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would also yeah. put in something with the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that would make this episode much better. <laughs> no, I think just confirm people's motivations and have that, if you want the moral to be respect even with different ideologies then have that run throughout mm. you know don't have it just shoved in at the end going i have respect and uh that's the main crux also just jokes i'm sorry i really didn't laugh at all this entire episode i didn't uh. cringe it wasn't bad i just i don't feel like there was any kind of jokes that were laughable in it mm. so some of them joke things and more wizards all right how about you danny what would you like to change about this episode haven't quite got my head around it yet so just bear with me but mm-hmm. i think it's about the lisa flanders conversation that wasn't there yeah you know the one that talks about why religion shouldn't be part of education and the difference between science and fact and belief and ethics you know Mm. like they never really established that having a system of ethics and morals and beliefs i mean beliefs being like you hope it's true i believe there's a heaven i hope there's a heaven that's the opposite of science. I want to test and prove and see what I can find out about the war. Like, they didn't talk at all about why these are two different approaches to life. Mm. And they can be compatible. They're not for me, but they can be compatible beliefs because they do deal with two different aspects of your life. Mm. I don't know, man. It didn't feel like it addressed... It didn't feel like it addressed what the whole fucking episode was about. There was something missing right in the core. You're saying there was a missing link? 
<laughs> Fuck, I walked into that, you didn't You really I? did. I, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good work, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing. Yeah, so look, I'm not exactly sure what I want to change, but I want to fix it. And I can feel there's a fix in the ether there somewhere. Yeah. What about you? Oh, meme, what would I like to change? I think there is especially like when they're showing the kids that video and it's like really demonizing Darwin and he's making yeah. out with Satan and yeah, all that. Yeah, that was so- ugly, wasn't it? Wasn't that so cheap? Mm-hmm. Unchristianly cheap. Oh, but like in that... But at the same time, so fucking Christianly cheap. Yeah. See, I just... Uh, I kind of wish there was more of that stuff and like... And I wish there was a better reason why all this new religious stuff was entering the curriculum. It's just, it's so throwaway. And I think that's a lot of my problem with this episode, that I genuinely enjoyed, I'd like this episode, but there is just so much wasted potential as well. Like, the fact that there was two minutes for Bart to do his extended uh, montage gags, and especially gags that were taking their time, that, like, running around the thing in slow-mo, like, that took up what a waste what a waste yeah there was a lot more to get out of this episode that they didn't really go with and i think that's what's so disappointing about it to me so yeah i'm just really echoing the things of more motivation better motivations and try and have lisa trying to reason with flanders maybe he is going off the rails a bit because he is seeing the devil in everybody in springfield Mm and he is like blinded by trying to introduce god at yeah the foundational level of an elementary school when Mm. and lisa can't you see you're the devil now look this also sounds equally as ham-fisted but like it's weird to have something that's so ham-fisted yet poorly motivated yeah i think that flanders is smarter than this Mm. like he's always been a smart intelligent wise loving man that is also christian yeah i don't think i see him as someone that would get terrified at the idea of evolution being taught or science being taught i think he's someone that would talk about how morals and ethics and the importance of religion can Mm. work with hand in hand with science and things i always see him as someone that is smart enough to try and marry those two concepts you know like him getting just instantly offended and shunned he he was more out of character in retrospect than it felt like at the time and i think he's really underselling the importance of his character and the weight of his argument yeah i don't personally believe in christianity or religion as an idea but i think there are much better arguments for them than he's pushing you know yeah oh it's like trying to watch a ricky gervais special and it's like fuck, i'm on your side dude but fucking shut up for real <laughs> for real like he's better than this yeah I'm Is like Ricky Rick- Gervais an atheist? I've, I've <laughs> never heard that. Gear stars of this episode. Ricky be- Gervais. No. <laughs> Do you guys remember who the other guest star playing herself in this episode was? Whoever the snazzy lawyer was. Oh. <laughs> Got um, one line. I'm from New York. Boo. <laughs> What's her name? McBeal. Ali. Ali. Mc- no, hang on. Never mind. That's Callista Flockhart, but you're getting close. Ooh, I'm getting close. Melanie Griffith. Ah, oh, this joke that I hated. Yeah. I love this joke, but it went on way too long. It, it just goes on too long, and then I start yeah. thinking about, wait, why is Mel? Why who? Why are we riffing on Melanie Griffith? Like, Dude, geez. I love the first second of the joke. Yeah, but we just spent the last episode talking about jokes that take too many bites of the bagel. Yeah, but yeah, Melanie Griffith just like guiding an audio tour that's just go. Let's go in this room. Oh, that's nice. That this is room's fucking nice. funny. 
Yeah, it is. It just goes on too long. It does go on too long. Because then I start thinking about, well, why are we riffing on Melanie? Is there any statement about Melanie Griffith? Is there any reason we're ripping under her? Mm-hmm. Does she think Does things she just are think nice? Every room is nice. I I don't know what this is coming from. That's my problem with it. It goes on so long. I think about it. If I didn't think about it, it would be funny. Does she think things are nice? Is she just a nice person? Maybe she's like a critic that's never critical. <laughs> she's like, I saw this movie. It was nice. Well, no, to me, it was maybe, if anything, a comment on, like, yeah, pointless celebrity audio guided tours and museums or whatever, where they just try and attach a big so name So it didn't or have to be Melanie Griffith. It could have been anybody. Yeah. Could have been Callista Flockhart. Could have been Callista Flockhart. Could have been Brangelina Jolene. She thinks every room is terrible. Mm. <laughs> BT, do you have any on the notes? I do like when Lee's like, it's history. Still going to learn something, but not if I do this the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. Die weapons, die! I like the line, die the weapons, weapons die. The weapons, the. Sorry, I know it is a total ripoff of a previous Simpsons episode, but that is another story point I wanted to see. I want to see the whole Bart excelling at school now that God did it is like the valid <laughs> reason for everything. Yeah, fair, I know, fair. it's the same as the leader did it, but That's yeah. No, 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 no. You nah. got it. Hey, hey, do, do, do. <laughs> you got to have Rod and Todd suddenly becoming like fucking... Oh. School alf. What the I, word? What's the word? Homecoming uh, ducks. Magnum cum laude. Yeah, summer cum. Yeah, yeah. Summer like, cum loud. <laughs> yeah, like Nelson's getting their lunch for them and all that sort yeah. of shit. Well, isn't it kind semi-established that they're homeschooled? They have like the slow strut down the hall and everyone's like... they know everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be kind of funny. It was revealed in like a season 23 episode or something. They go to a different school. They yeah. go to a, a Christian school. All right. Yeah, so, uh, we also have nunchucks. Cool, but useless. useless. That was fucking <laughs> amazing. Uh, recorded on this original vase, which said the first instance of nunchucks was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a dude that knocks himself out, then his friend laughing and bang, take that. Yep. I do like the town meeting was like, so it's agreed. People can park in handicapped spots if they're just getting for smokes or maybe Pop-Tarts for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Then he was smoking. Carl's eating Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Mm. Little on the nose there. Like- Little on the nose, but also like the system works. Yeah. Yeah. And my last note is, huh, well, sorry, we only have the manpower to enforce the last law passed. Mm. That uh, was good. Back in the old days, we've been all over that. A <laughs> little dark, but pretty funny. It was just weird that it was Snake. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a criminal, but he's never been that sort never of- Never been a machine gun yeah. kind of guy. Make it the guy in the plant who's all, I'm the angel of death. <laughs> the time of purification is at hand. How about you, Danny? Do you have any other notes? I think we've really talked about the big beats. We've talked about how cheap the simple country lawyer was and mm. how his cheap arguments is sort of reflection of Christianity's cheap desperation to kind of keep their statuses, blah, 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 Keeping blah. Keeping in the Bible belt. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, the Bambi bit was great. We talked about how it's not sort of fair for Marge and Lisa to use Homer as a really cheap, like, ploy to get back. That kind of, like, cheapens their argument down to the same sort of level as the Bambi thing. Didn't like that. Talked about the sexism. Talked about the nunchucks. Mm-hmm. There was Homer with the, the gun, the bulletproof vest. Oh my God, just shooting himself in the <laughs> yeah. fucking chest. Oh, it hurts cool. so much. It was kind of cool. It would hurt so much. I was glad that they kept track of how many bullet holes were in, in the vest. I do like when they pull away the reveal and the whole place is just The whole broken. place is just broken glass. Yeah. I'm sure that's not just Homer's fault. That's like everyone just like going nuts in there. <laughs> yeah. I quite also liked when they were at the back of the queue and they're like, well, if we turn around, it'll be like, just like we're at the front of the queue. Yeah. And then Homer's like, uh-uh-uh, I'm everywhere, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm everywhere. <laughs> that was great. That was like surrealist in its absurd yep. fucking them yep. over. Yeah. What about you, man? Anything else you, you want to... Well, mm-hmm. as that so happens, it's time for my final notes. Um, time for his final notes. 
cool. New theme. Yeah, very, <laughs> very avant-garde. Thank you. Bart goes final to notes. see the uh, summer blockbuster. Final notes. Uh, final notes. Uh, final notes. Uh, <laughs> you say you want some final notes. Uh, well, <laughs> you know. I've got a bunch of them right here. After the nunchucks, Homer's like, because they're watching After it on the a- nunchucks, an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, deep, sad, <laughs> moving. Soon to be a daytime TV special. <laughs> After the nunchucks. <laughs> please carry on. <clears throat> carry on, please. So they're watching the nunchuck movie and it's in 3D and Homer does the, oh, this 3D is so realistic. You feel like you can yeah. touch them. Yeah. Not great. He's not even touching anything that makes sense to what's going on. on yeah, screen. it's like you can really feel the face while I'm looking at this vase. Mm. Boo. Mm. Another ham fisted bit in the creation of, uh, sorry, the origin of man. <laughs> hey. Almost fucked that up. <laughs> hey. In the origin of man exhibit, he goes, Oh, sure, creationism is represented, and it's in that display there, and it's playing What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Nice. <laughs> what a Fool Believes. Yeah. Ah. Good choice. Uh, now Lisa is the Ralph. Mm, yeah. Now Lisa is the Ralph. <clears throat> now Lisa is the Ralph. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, it's so much better when you're doing it. Um, you got this, man. You say that now. Wait till we get James L. Jones on the show. Yeah. <laughs> JJ, if you're listening. Judge. So you're calling God a liar. <laughs> <Did like it. laughs> Fucking excellent title of that. I love that whole movie as well. It was a bit random how they cut into one of the scenes with like Marge throwing out a bit of orange and then Maggie just was a, in the bin the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, yeah. With that look of, I've been in this bin for an hour. Yeah. Mm. Miss Hoover has an ominous drum ready to go whenever That was odd Yeah, yeah. Love the shadow work in that though mm. Yeah it looked great Classic o- drum ominous. shadow Very uh, ominous Oh this is another bit about what I wanted the episode more to be Lisa gives the secret note for Martin and Database to phone Signs mm. an yes. LMS. LMS Who could that be? Is it Little Mo Sizzlack? Fuck that joke Yeah that was shit yeah. Cult of knowledge though Secret cult of knowledge maintaining within the religious autocracy of Oh, yeah. so cool. And they spent a scene yeah. on it. <laughs> they spent a scene. There was no follow-up to that mm. shit. And I remember saying when we did the Mindy episode and Bart had that side plot of him getting, you know, the goofy shoes and the hair stuff and the Dude, glasses. And you know what they could have done? Yeah. Time to alienate some fucking audience. They could have done a 2112. That's about a religious autocracy, like oppressing the masses and the, and the mm. one person underneath trying to start the revolution through the power of music. Mm. <laughs> Saying Flanders is the priest of the temple of Syrinx. Yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and Lisa has to fight back with the power of music. She finds a guitar in a cave underneath Aww. the school. <laughs> You're welcome. And she You're comes welcome. up to the priest and's like, I know it's most unusual for me to come before you, so, but I found an ancient miracle. I thought that you should know. <laughs> yes, we know! It's nothing new! <laughs> yeah. So what would you change, Elliot? <laughs> well, that's it. I actually wanted Lisa's little cult of knowledge club to be more of a yes. thing. Uh, one of my notes here is just, well, that got busted up way too quickly. Yeah, it really, really did. Fucking yeah. Like, why even have the secret of her handing out the notes cut straight to her teaching it in class? It felt like it was only there for this stupid little Mo Sizzlack joke. And like, fucking Radar and Gamma, Delta, whatever their names are. Very they close. already have their secret room yep. and their little secret cult. Here's the Civil Play, the Forbidden Music. Yeah. Hi, hi. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, that's why I brought up the episode with Bart and the shoes and the hair and the glasses, because that was also like a cool moment that was only one scene, but it was in an otherwise fucking excellent episode. Mm. This is one where you're like, yeah, why wasn't that more of a thing? Yeah. Uh, Marge's little montage is just rating Origin of Species. What'd you guys think of that? Mm. I agree with the Wookiee. Moving on then. I like Bart's little ID for Lisa, putting her in witness relocation. This is Senorita Ugly, and her profession is booker picker. <laughs> Yep. Feels very Bart, yeah. Very, very Bart. And my last note of the episode is a Flanders line that I really liked, which is, oh, well, boys, it looks like your old popsicle has been licked. Yeah, that was nice. Mm. That was a good line. It felt like a good... That was nice. Good way for him to be dejected. Let's have a look at this note. Oh, that note's nice, too. I enjoyed that. (laughs) But how was this episode? Um, It's nice. (laughs) To jump back a step, I did like the idea of Marge finding the book and getting caught up in Darwin's theories and being like, wow, he really is persuasive. And suddenly I'm reading, it's a real page turner. But her on the lawnmower, rolling back and forth while reading it, her in the shower, shower. of course, because it has to be funny, but the book in the shower, her in the bed while Homer's trying to fuck her. That wasn't good. I like it when you're not into it. None of these are good. These are gross. All right, I think it's about time that we rank this thing. BT, we'll kick it off. I am going to participant. Yeah? It's, it's all okay. I didn't really get any laughs, but I was not angry. So it's just meh, which is a participant. All right, I'm going a bronze. I've still got some affection for this episode. There's still a bunch of jokes I like. I recognize there's a lot of flaws, and it has a lot of potential, which does make me think, well, maybe I should knock it down for participant. I find that more frustrating but, personally, but yeah. Yeah, but bronze suits my feelings towards it. Danny, finish it off. Thought listening to you two would give me a clue to... <laughs> um, we just figured out clue two. Instead, you just called a Mewtwo. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> uh, Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> rhymed two with two. <laughs> Look, I, mm, I don't think I want to give it a bronze. Participant failure. Participant failure. Participant failure. Participant. I'm gonna go with part. Mm, no, I'm gonna go with participant. I feel like I should fail it, but I'm gonna give it a participant because I just wow. saw failure a minute ago and <laughs> gave you some perspective. Yeah. Mm little taste of perspective this episode i feel is cheap it's like how can we get the kids that's today on our side yeah we're fucking about evolution baby we'll talk about shit fucking religion and the old people are it's such an easy way out to be like yeah we're so atheist bro I think it's weak writing, and they could have done something interesting, complex with it, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They just used it as a cheap device to get people on their side. Check out how bro, uh, atheist we bro, you get the idea. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. They're so fucking atheist. We're so they're so cool. I'm so on their side. Damn the man. Stand up to the fucking save the empire. I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a shiny participant. And this will be joining a couple of other season 17 episodes Homer's paternity coot, where Michael York's his mm. dad, and for some reason. Ironically. <laughs> is it? Regarding Margie, where they do an amnesia episode. <laughs> what are some shiny participants that we've done together? All singing, all dancing, the clip show from yeah. season nine. Yeah. Homer versus Dignity, the prank monkey one. Uh, the rape panda one. Yeah. Yep. The dive bomb in the second half. Yep. Yeah. It really, really is. The Bob next door, where it's like Sideshow Bob and a face-off sort of story mashed mm-hmm. together. And Dangers on a Train, where Marge oh. accidentally signs up to an oh. Ashley Madison-style website. Fucking hat boxes and that fucking... <sighs> Ashley Madison website. I did not enjoy that episode, Elliot. I did not enjoy it. I know. I was the bronze on that one. Ooh, you're the bronze on this one, you motherfucker. Yeah, man. 
I'm just bronzing up your participants all over the place. You and your fucking forgiveness. How Christian of you. You understanding. All right, guys. I think you guys have earned a classic era episode Woo! now. So we're going to season four to see the time that Marge gets arrested. <gasps> And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening, which was Season 4, Episode 21, Marge in Chains. First released in May of 93, it was directed by Jim Reardon, written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. In this episode, a lot happens. Yeah. <laughs> Marge accidentally steals some bourbon from the Quickie Mart and then gets sent <laughs> to prison, and a whole lot of other stuff. Guys, what'd you think? I'm going to have to stop you right there. Because you just sneakily injected your opinion and passed that off as fact. Did you just say she accidentally stole the mm. bourbon? Well. Excuse me? Yes. How interesting to go through a supermarket putting everything else in a basket except for the bourbon. Mm. Which would have very easily fit in the Fascinating. You really are going against the court of law, which conclusively proved her guilty. <laughs> are you saying the justice system got it wrong? I'm saying Marge Simpson is innocent. <laughs> She's a poor, overworked mother, and we've all had laps of judgment. But Fucking Lionel Hutz, I should have been her lawyer. We've all been overworked single mothers before. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we suddenly start making excuses for our mistakes. <laughs> what do we think? It's good. It was enjoyable. It was also like for early years, that was just some whacked out nonsense, you know? It was whack. all over the place. Yeah, I, I am trying to more actively put the classic episodes through the same filter that I put the new episodes mm. through. And this one is committing a lot of the sins. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a lot of it. Like, um, usually they start off and you've got, you know, an opening set piece. And then you have all the riffs based on that set piece that you can. This, they had the Juice Loser and the Osaka Flu. Yep. But yep. then it just kind of felt like every point from there was just new set pieces to riff on yeah. rather than a proper story. Yeah. It did not feel like a story. Yeah. This one's going to have the problem of being that we've seen it so many times. It's going to be yes. hard to rate and because the you've got to yeah. give it to it that its riffs were funny. There's oh, yeah, so exactly. many great yeah. quotes in this. Oh, mm -hmm. so many memorable moments. It was and stuff. just a mess. Yeah. I refer to Pods in the Key at Springfield's review, which uh, James was quoting somebody and he's saying that, like, writing, you know, there's a certain amount of effort you need to put in, you know, it's a bit of an exercise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This episode is particularly sweaty. Like, <laughs> yeah, I it like works. That. It I like that. It's a little bit messier. Yeah, but, um, it still comes together. BT, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Actually, so it's going to be the whole like science fiction monster riff of the flu moving through the city. Mm. Yeah, it's got yeah, all the music. Mm. Chief Wiggum throwing his food at the plane. He's going to just shooting it. Ah! Yeah, that was a yeah, great shot. Beautiful stuff. And another little quick uh, movie reference to Psycho when uh, <laughs> Marge right. goes to the bathroom and um, Mrs. Flander is, 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 is <laughs> um, where's the name? Maud, there it is. It rhymes with Rod and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Maud follows her and just does the, and it's got like the stuffed owl up in the corner like in Psycho. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, attention to detail. A little there. homage, if you will. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. pronounced homage. <laughs> Homage. Then a back ah, you got to get the rasp going on. Mm. You get more, need more phlegm. Yeah, that scene as well though. That is super creepy though, right? <laughs> like I appreciate the reference, but then just Maud going, just wash your hands and get out, and like she's still looking at her. Like that'd mm. be a fucked up thing to see. Oh, yeah, indeed. man, it was pretty creepy in Psycho too. 
Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm assuming. It's a good movie. Which one? Actually, all of them are not bad. Hitchcock and Anne Heche? Psycho 7, uh, Adrian's no, Revenge. No, the remake is absolutely shockingly garbage. The uh, Anne Heche one. Psycho yeah. 5, Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> nice cross-reference. Mm. Anyway, the point is the Psycho sequels to the original are not good, but they're not bad. Mm. Okay. But yeah, just going back to the flu thing. Yeah, I liked all the gags around this section. The only one that didn't really do anything for me was the Skinner one. And I think it's because I would have rather Agnes reacted. Mm. Mm. Well, we need the obvious setup of flu germs entering every orifice in my head. Yeah. You know, just in case you didn't get it. Mm. These are flu germs entering the orifices <laughs> of people's heads. But yeah, and I always quote the Arnie Pyres going around and around wow. and look out on Twelfth of Main because I'm going to be sick. <laughs> All right, son, let's open up and see what you got. Yeah, <laughs> and that foley effect of the oh, dropping yeah. vomit. Yeah, it was a great scream as well. Yeah. yeah. So, how about you, Danny? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? He got to do sort of two-ish, so I'm going to go with sort of Mm two-ish. What really stands out to me is the intro ad. I can't believe they invented it. Oh, so good. So good. Mm. The car delir or... (laughs) uh, Why would you have this? (laughs) (laughs) And you might remember me from P is for a psycho. (laughs) That was great. Oh, another psycho reference. Yeah, another Mm. psycho reference. The orange juice. Up till now, this was the only way to juice an orange. (laughs) Oh, so... And then they cut away, and Homer's desperately trying to juice an orange on his eye. Yeah, because this is uh, obviously how everyone does it. You mean there's a better way? Yeah. Magic. And I you could be forgiven for thinking this year that that's how they did used to do it in 93. Yeah. And yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were strange times. Yeah, just everything around that where he's all like, Nick, are you sure it's on? I yeah. can't hear a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's As for riffery, riffing gold, oh, yeah. you know, that is top form. I love it. Counterpoint, I did not love the quick wrap-up, you know? Like, Mm. end of movie, suddenly everyone's like, oh, we miss Marge. I don't think they went into that enough, and it really stuck out to me. Yeah, suddenly, boom, whole town outside Marge's house. Boom, I should use my... Oh, I did like... I should use my powers of gossip for good and not for evil like (laughs) I normally do. (laughs) Okay, Mm. I'm going to go with that one. Let's take... Let's use that one. (laughs) Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, fucking Helen Lovejoy in this episode, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. As a minister's wife, I'm privy to a lot of sensitive information. And here and it is. is. <laughs> and just hard <laughs> grinding on the table. <laughs> yeah. That sounds but sexy. But the records show that the witness made the drinky, drinky motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. <laughs> but, yeah, it is a shame that because, yeah, it feels like we don't hit the actual story until the third act. Mm. And, you know, they had the extra long intro in this one. It's like, yeah, mm. why wasn't there a bit more of that? They got so distracted with the fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They were in great form with their riffs and jokes, and all of the, the shtick they did was great. I loved it. I, oh, there's the bit where they sing to him off key and they starve in a minute. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 good. Oh, mommy. <laughs> but, like, where the fuck was the storyline? Where was the town realizing they need Marge in their life? Where was, like, Homer and the th- things learning to cope? Where was the... I mean, yeah, there was a house suddenly messy mm. yeah. 10 minutes later. But, but for the town, it was immediately to 100. There was no yeah. progress or small things. It was just, now that we don't have Marge's Rice Krispie Squares, we don't have the money for that Statue of Lincoln, we'll have to get one of Carter. No yeah. marshmallow <laughs> treats! Quick, 
whole town, get Marge back. And then they don't do anything about Marge getting back. She still waits out her entire prison sentence. Mm-hmm. But they are waiting for her at the house with the Marge statue. While the city burns. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just totally a smash. We need Marge. She's walking out of prison. Yeah. That's it. The fuck is going on, guys? Yeah. Uh, the I mean, the Carter statue of Marge is funny because it's a throwback to the Carter statue, mm-hmm. but not nope. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. And I got to say like this episode is filled with I think a, just a couple too many of these like high exaggerated jokes like mm-hmm. as much as I love the juice loosener like one drop was like Yeah. Yeah. Eh. And then we can keep the house clean 10 minutes later. Like Yeah. And especially in this third act, which seems to be like more of the jokes about the mess in the house than it is in uh, yep. the story about Marge in prison. We flushed the gator down the toilet, but got it stuck halfway, and now we have to feed it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many jokes where like the first bite's great, second bite's crap, maybe the third bite's great again. Um, mm. It's like one of those flavor pies. Those aren't a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just dream something? Mm, <laughs> delicious flavor pie. <laughs> okay. You so- can really taste the flavor. <laughs> Um, the schnozberries taste like... And, and what I mean is, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I like the juicer bit. I didn't like the one drop. I mean, I mean, I like the whisper quiet. I didn't like him seeing one drop and then everyone racing out to buy the juicers. Yeah. Why would you put the one drop in the ad? But then it's the same th- as the whisper quiet. Why is that in the ad? It just... F- it is. It as, is. As is the car that crashes because of the chandelier that they're trying to sell. <laughs> I, I like that we can work together and keep the house thing. I didn't like the smash cut to 10 minutes later. I liked it, her little joke about, oh, we always wear the same red dress. It feels like I've been wearing this red dress forever. Yeah. That was great. And then I didn't like the, oh, so many ups and downs. Like the, oh, oh, the placebos. I was like. <laughs> I do love that line. Yeah, I love that line. Where can we get these placebos? There's some in this truck. Well, that's, that's the one I didn't like. Maybe there's some in the truck. But then I did like that this truck was full of killer bees. Everyone gets killer bees. And then he's like, hump. Mm. Oh, a placebo, I'm cured. No, I mean. Ow. <laughs> It's so, it's so yeah. flip-flop, flip-flop. Do you know what it's like to have 17 circumcisions? <laughs> Wait, I mean. Vasectomy <laughs> is the line you were going for. Yeah. It's so all over Sip the place. That, <laughs> Thought he was watching another show for a it's minute. It's all over the place. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that the moment from the story that stood out to me, and I think it was the most consistent part of the story, was the whole courtroom scene. And mm. how lucky are we that, yes, at the start of the episode, we get Troy McClure. Yeah. And then for a good chunk in the middle, we get my boy Lionel Hutz. Oh, yeah. And some of his best lines as well. <laughs> oh, fucking A. Like, I do also think that this was, like, filled with ups and downs, but, like, yep. if yep. nothing else, this is an amazing showcase for Phil Hartman. Yeah, it's got the crew. Do you say you just forgot to pay for that bottle of delicious Kentucky bourbon or the foulness <laughs> of the brown good. liquors? Yeah. What's that? that was you want me to drink you? But in the middle of a trial. <laughs> yeah. The music, the violins coming in, uh, and he races out of the court, and he calls David Crosby. He's his sponsor. Yeah. Wow. What, what a get. I know. I know. That was great. It was a bit of a random pull to cut into, but I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. And then he's later in the show as well. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Hotz, do you realize you're not wearing any pants? You are. <laughs> <laughs> and the tie bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. it's always bugged me that he is clearly doing it to the rest of the court. No, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone knows he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It went on just long enough. Any longer, yeah. I would have gotten frustrated. Any less, wouldn't have driven it home. I think it was really well I think, done. I think it's indicative of this very kind of extreme version of Springfield, where yeah. if it's on yeah. TV, everyone's going to go crazy and buy it. And if, yeah. you know, so what if everyone saw him taking off his tie? If 
his big punchline is, I'm not wearing a tie at all. They're like, oh, wow. <gasps> oh, my gosh, I'm stunned. You know, no Rice Krispie Squares, we're rioting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I really liked the cut to the next day where he's just not wearing any pants. It really has this, like, is this just like a nightmare dream? No, it's just fucking, ah. Oh. Well, it's not just not pants. He's not wearing underpants either. You see a little Hutt's cheek there. Do you? Do yeah. you? Yeah. So he's just got his Hutt's dong flopping around for the jury to see. Unless he's in, like, a G-string. Oh, yeah, or one of those, like, jock straps where it doesn't yeah. have the butt part, but it has mm. the front part. Yep. And he's got those little sock suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Uh, Jimmy Carter's worth. He's pretty old. Mm. <laughs> he's still alive. A uh, 30-day prison sentence is worth. Mm-hmm. 30 days? That was about a lot. 30. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen this episode a bunch. It's Metric bunch or an imperial bunch? Mm. Uh, metric. I'm always fucking about that metric. It's, it, it just makes more sense. Fuck that imperial system, man. <laughs> you rebel alliance, you. <laughs> <laughs> Rise up and fight the imperial army. <laughs> yes, like almost 99% of the world already is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard that when um, they closed down the US government, they were going to try and yeah. switch to metric while they were gone. Yeah, well, <laughs> distracted. I like yep. that. <laughs> oh, that was your chance, America. Mm. So, wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode? Indeed. Let me ask that crocodile that's sticking out of the, the <laughs> toilet and eating Grandpa's teeth. So, oh, yeah. So, they flushed the gator down the toilet. So, they got the gator and yeah. they dragged it upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow stuck it tail first. They were holding it by the, like... <laughs> we gotta hold the mouth shut so you mm-hmm. shove its butt in there and yeah. flush. Got stuck in the S-bend. <laughs> 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 and it's sticking straight up. Yeah. It's such a fucking Looney Tunes comedy moment. It really is. But it's gorgeous. It's like a beautiful oh, yeah. shot of just like I lo- yeah, Gator I sticking up and him with the plunger. fiery rambunctiousness. He's yeah. like, hey, I bet you like a taste of me, huh? Beautiful, mm. man. He's not there for a reason. He's just taunting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bart and Lisa cleaning up as well. Man, it must have taken them so much work to get the carpet over all of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> including Raphael. Yeah, Raph hey. was in there. Hey, watch it. <laughs> Great little comedy nugget there, you know? Mm. It was. But yeah, the classic thing of Bart stepping on the unknown objects and all the various foley work, yep. like a yeah. can opened at yeah. one point. And... But let's not forget, you can also get this smoking monkey. <laughs> He's taking another puff. Oh, so this was a point of debate in my family household. Were they alive? Yeah, yeah. Was this just a toy monkey, or are they actual live monkeys? I mean, he's got a drawer of the exact same thing over and over again, and they're all just smoking. So you think they've they have got a drawer full of live monkeys? Who are all placidly sitting in exactly the same pose, They smoking. all stay in the jar, in, in the drawer, smoking. They just lie there, keep smoking. They don't try and escape the drawer when he opens it? They don't try to get a new cigarette? <laughs> so yeah, they're definitely toys. Yeah, okay. man, they're so toys. <laughs> We get a little bit of wackiness with a bit of Japanese dub I joke. I was about to say. Yeah, that was a cute joke. I was like, I, I paused for a half a second. I was like, ooh, is this just shit work? No, they're doing it on purpose. Of course, it's clever work. Yeah. Mm. Ah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Wasn't particularly racy either. This early days stuff can be a little on the nose with the race card. Yeah. They were simpler times, blah, blah, blah. If no they're making excuse. fun of anything, they're making fun of English dubs of yeah. Uh, yeah. Asian films. So that's a different thing to making fun of the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're making fun of anything, it's the you know overly driven work ethic. Please don't tell the supervisor I have the flu. Are you I am kidding? Work- I've been working with a broken leg for the last six months. <laughs> a crushed pelvis. Yeah, that dude should see a doctor. Mm. <laughs> I did think the um, Apu and Sanjeev 
party was a little racy. Mm. It felt like, I mean, were they just shouting gibberish? They weren't doing any, there wasn't anything particularly like accurate. Yeah, but I also don't feel like there's anything drawing a lot, other than the music they're playing, drawing a line to Indian culture. Because they're wearing party hats and have streamers, and they're just kind of slapping hands a bunch. I don't know what they're doing. They were also going... uh, So are you. To illustrate a point. (laughs) Nah, man. Nah, man. I mean, they were... Mm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm dropping it here, but I think that was gibberish masquerading mm. as Indian-y sounding no, noises. No, no, I, I don't actually disagree. I'm just taking the opposing position because well, someone has to. Don't. No. <laughs> yeah, this Reddit article about this episode and Apu and Sanjay yep. in there says they're roughly accurate. They're roughly oh, really? speaking Urdu. But oh, they are? But it's very badly pronounced. Hey, that's that's, but good that's enough. That's still impressive. That's I an mean, attempt. When they were like conspiring and like, oh, go check her pocket or whatever, that mm. is like roughly Urdu. But like the dancing and singing might not be good. Mm. Mm. I'm still impressed mm. with the, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. it's like when yeah. we watched the Fugu episode and like they actually got Japanese actors. They did, in. yeah, mm. and they were speaking Japanese, Japanese. Yeah. So I mean, look, that yeah, race is a tricky thing with Simpsons. Well, um, yeah, especially with a problem with a certain character that was in this episode. And I don't think we see a really good Apu in this, but I don't know. I don't. I think his motivations become justified where he's like, you know, Homer comes to him and says, oh, you need to drop the charges because it is just one bottle once. And Marge has no previous criminal convictions that we know of. But uh, he wants to put that bitch on ice. It's true. It. Great, great sentence just coming from the little yeah. mild-mannered guy. Yeah. Maybe the company just has huge incentives for prosecuting shoplifters or something. Like, it feels like it's he's doing it because it's part of his duty as a Quickie Mart employee and its parent company, what was it, Abrams Defense Dynamics or something like that. Mm. Uh, I mean, there are problematic elements with Apu in this episode, but I think, yeah, his motivations and actions to prosecute Marge might not be necessarily drawing on stereotypes or anything, no, but... No. They certainly don't make him look good either, because, yeah, it is one bottle of fucking bourbon. It's like, settle down, mate. She yeah. doesn't need, need to go to prison over this. But I also think that speaks to the extreme nature of Springfield. Like, she well, gets that's, 30 that's days in prison mm. for what must be a $10 bottle of bourbon. Also, symbolic, because the whole town wants to lock her up. Everyone's mm. like, lock that bitch up, you know? He's just the tip of the iceberg, and it is about the whole town overblowing and going mad with murder lust. Yeah. Um... Which, uh, it just feels weird and just really plays into, like, how jumpy this episode is that it Mm. goes from extreme to extreme because, yeah, yeah, we're going extreme with the flu and then... All of a sudden, without any build-up, Marge is exhausted from dealing with her family with the flu. I actually quite like that because it implies that without having to go through showing all the family members getting the flu and Marge getting exhausted, she just already looks Mm. frazzled. Everyone's barking orders from the living room. That was a really great... Or classic faces spinning yeah. bit as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to come up with a name for that. But I'm yeah. sure there is. I don't know what it's... Yeah. Spinning faces. The spinning faces montage thing. OJ, Morphine, Lobo. Lobo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, referring to Sheriff Lobo, who gets a lot of mentions yeah. in The Simpsons for some reason. Very strange. Must have been a big part of their childhood. Mm. I really like the shot of the faces filling up the aisles and the shelf. I thought mm. that was a really good look. Yeah, yeah. Plays into the insanity of it all. And yeah, Bart's request of Flintstone's chewable morphine. (laughs) (laughs) Bart, that doesn't exist. Mm. Actually, I just remembered, I'd like to retract my previous statement about her just having the one thing in her pockets. I'm pretty sure she puts the basket down and unloads all her pockets as well. Yeah. When she gets to the front of the line at Quickie Mart. Oh, and you think she just didn't get it all out? Yeah. 
Wow. Makes more sense. If it was the one thing in her pocket, then yeah, that's sus. But uh, if it was money things, yes. yeah. See, that's what I really don't like about Apu in this episode, that he just pins her to the wall the first chance he gets and calls like four squad cars over it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, wait till you're robbed, man. <laughs> Let's see how you react. Elliot's got a bit of subliminal advertising going on here. <laughs> Apu pins her to the wall. You were saying before about Marge grinding up on the desk in the courthouse. <laughs> oh, I'm getting hot under the collar just listening to you, man. <laughs> 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 I should write for Pornhub. Um, how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? Yeah, just a little bit. There's that bit where she's getting taken away at the courtroom and Homer's like, he's got the joke up front of, I'm going to miss you and it's not just the sex, it's also the food preparation. But yeah. then he's got that bit where he's like, mostly I'll miss how you make me feel like the luckiest man in the world every yeah. day. And it's like, yeah. And then they kind of slap the cuffs on her and drag her away and there's like a Mid-hug. bell, the ding. Yeah, that is how a bell yes. sounds. Yeah. More of a dong. Oh, yeah, I suppose Ominous is. is dong. <laughs> Cheerful is ding. Soups up is ding. <laughs> Yeah, and we got a bit of like a conjugal heart in this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how conjugal visit works? They just have a bunch of fuck trailers? Yes. I didn't think it was a real thing. I don't think you're. It's a you're, thing. It's a thing. You're it's allowed thing. to go around and fuck I mean, prisoners. It, minimum security prisons, but, yeah. you know, they can, you know, meet up with people in fuck trailers. I did see that in Arrested Development as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they had fuck trailers. Papa Bear needs some honey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my ears feel dirty. It's a thing I've seen in enough TV shows to assume it's real. Well, we all know what the word conjugal means. I mean, yeah, exactly. I've never heard that word in any context except for sexy prison visits. Yeah, mm. true. Yeah, and conjugating the, the verbs. Yeah. <laughs> That's not sexy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's conjugate, not conjugal. I'm sure there is a link. Verbs of the world, write in. <laughs> You're talking to verbs. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't write to movie stars, he writes to movies. Dear Die Hard, you rock. <laughs> Do you know Mad Max? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently conjugal, just uh, adjective, relating to marriage or the relationship between a married couple. Example, conjugal loyalty. Uh-huh. Go, Dear Google, are conjugal visits really a thing? I mean, really? Are they re- No, come on, really. <laughs> For real or really? Uh, conjugal. You didn't write dear Google. <laughs> the search engines know when you're being polite. <laughs> Googling on the index. 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 In America, it's state by state. It's mm. not like a. That veter- means at least a yes somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like Springfield. In Australia, conjugal visits are permitted in the Australian Capital Territory and really? Victoria. Wow. Jeez, only the states that have the politicians in them get their fuck trailers. What a surprise. <laughs> And the heart of this episode. So, do you guys feel the heart at the end there? The meaty, throbbing heart? Mm. A little bit, but yeah, it's not going for it, which is a bit weird when you think about it. Yeah. Like, that's the crux of their story. They should be going for it. I did notice this time that because the Jimmy Carter statue says Malays forever, and, and then when they, they put an RG in, it, in yeah, there, they change Malays to Marge. But they don't oh, draw attention nice. to it, it's just there. Yeah. Also, Marge's prison number is 24601 from Les Miserables. Of course, of course. Yep. They like to drop that where they can. Yeah. I think there was sort of a hearty moment where Philip... I stabbed my husband with a Phillips head screwdriver. That's exactly what she sounded like. Exactly. Mm. It's like she's in this room with us. She got her second chance at love. That was kind of touching, like the leaving jail scene, and she's like, I hope you find love. Oh, I've I've found love with a new man. Um, (laughs) Which cuts to Barney, and that was really sweet. 
except then Barney is a filthy liar who mm-hmm. says his name is Homer and he works at the nuclear plant. So you're like, oh, this isn't go. This isn't gonna go well. She's gonna think men are scum uh, within a week. Let me sharpen up my screwdriver. <laughs> She's adorable. Mm. She's charming. Yep. Yeah, I guess it's just a shame that these episodes didn't exist in their moments longer enough because, yeah, it would have been nice to see Marge and this woman, like, having a burgeoning friendship and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The odd couple. All the best parts of the early series is when they, they don't shy away from poignancy, when they're okay with having a heart. Yeah. This one feels like they sold out their emotions to have more jokes in. The jokes were great. Yeah. But... It's all icing. So ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, sure. I mean, the Springfield is a more extreme version of itself, but all the characters make sense. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very nth degree episode. Mm. It's like how um, Itchy and Scratchy is just like a psycho version of Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Simpsons is like the Simpsons version of The Simpsons, you know? <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, quite. Mm, yeah. Mm, yes, yes, indeed. And how was the Itchy and Scratchy in this episode? Quite enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, relevant to the what was going on. It was all about, you know, visiting the doctor's office yeah. during yeah. The, the epidemic. Yeah. And you pointed it out during the episode, Danny. Are they, why is the surgery like, why does they have a specials oh, board a specials for menu in the surgery? <laughs> Ooh, what have you got today? Yeah, no, most doctor's offices just have coupons. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier. Cut out the coupon and we'll cut out your appendix. Yeah. yeah. Get a little punch card, your 10th visit's free. <laughs> Itchy and Scratchy, of course, works best because they don't need to stick heart in there it is a shy away from the heart and just go straight for the the yuck yucks and yeah yeah, tying a brick to your tonsils and throwing them out a window and watching scratchy's internal track just fucking fly man it's a metaphor for the state of springfield in the absence of their heart or and other internal organs Mm -hmm. which marge they you know fuck this (laughs) and And, 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 in a modern american medical system where someone has to go only when it's on special power uh, yeah. rather than when they need yeah. the tonsillectomy yeah. and at the end of it they'll still end up with their organs upside down and impaled on a cactus a scathing <laughs> critique <laughs> this <Man>. is america <laughs> don't catch a slipping now those cactus needles going straight through his eyes yep oh a ghibli 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 just take a moment at <laughs> home <laughs> to <laughs> think <laughs> about that so yeah, character integrity otherwise though, I do think we get a great Marge in this episode and mm, like yeah. especially when she does meet Phillips and she's at the prison. Knock knock. Oh, she's adorable. Isn't she adorable? Yeah, she's getting prison food. Like, it's so nice not to have to cook. Yeah. Oh, that was another weird cutaway. There were so many cutaway gags yeah. in this yes. episode. Yeah, Homer making dinner for her. Mm. Yeah, the fish one and Bartina seducing the prison warden who looked a lot like Commissioner Gordon. What's his name in Batman? fucking Gary Oldman. Gary yeah. Oldman. He did have a Gary Oldman vibe about him. Yeah. Years before Gary Goldman, Gary, Gary, ah. Gary Goldfish ever looked like that. Years he, before he, Gary yeah. Oldman was cast in the role. Yeah. Or Gary Goldfish. <laughs> Isn't that uh, Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> Gary. There were a bunch more of those cutaways. Like, I quite like the Bartina one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing on the old Bugs Bunny sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Clonk. No, down, down I, I go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Homer cooking one. I, I just think it was just too far in the extreme direction. Like, he dropped a fucking still living fish on her plate. Yeah. And then was making an obscene amount of lobster. It's called sushi, okay? <laughs> he was making like six lobsters for the two of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's going to eat four of them. <laughs> well, yeah, lobster tails. There's not a lot of meat mm. in lobsters, so... I quite liked the Flanders's bit 
where um young Todd slash Rod is speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish he was speaking in oh, tongues. Oh God, I, I pray wish for the day. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. And, and and poor little weak-looking Maud with the towel around her neck and the shivers. Yeah. She looks like the Lizard Queen. <laughs> no, there were so many, like, cute bits, but I think the integrity of the show as a whole is off. It's just mm. it's not the individual character's problem. Yeah, man. There are just so many unnecessary cuts, like, when Wiggum and Quimby are gossiping in the sauna, and then it just cuts straight to, like, Quimby yeah. doing a rally and... Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alerting for Crying Game and mm-hmm. spilling the beans about much. I don't know why this scene was there. Yeah, nope. I also never got the crying game bit because it's like when he recovers, he's like, I mean, man, is that a good movie? I was like, yeah. He's like, but if you've seen the movie, you know the first statement was right. Yeah. What's the f- point? Why is that crying game bit there? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea that Chief Wiggum tells Quimby something in confidence and then he immediately blurts it out. Yeah, but it's, but yeah, it's like, like it's a secret anyway. Yeah, I mean, if they, okay, I have a bit where he's talking about, if you really like me, I'll be tough on crime. Marge Simpson is a sharp left arm. We will send her away for 30 days. Yeah, right. You good know? reason for it. Because then that justifies why they're putting a heavy penalty on Marge with such a small infraction, and it has a point for why Quimby's going to make that announcement. Yeah. I just made it better. Mm. Yeah, and it'll tie into the whole, like, early seasons of Simpsons, like, weird standoff moments between Quimby and Wiggum. Yeah. Like, which is, like, one of my most favourite dropped things from the series. Like, Mm. yeah. So, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? There's a lot of fun to be had, so we'll go watch it again. Might put it in a playlist. What playlist does this belong in? Prisons. Yeah, prison episodes. Put this in with, like, Cape Fear or various Sideshow Bob episodes, actually. Tough women roles. Put it in with like the Thelma and Louise stuff. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Psycho references. Yeah. The town rising up against the Simpsons episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Pair this with the movie. Town learning they missed the Simpsons episodes. Yep. Pair this with the movie. Lionel Hutz. Oh, yes. yes fucking. Yes. Hutz and McClure. Yeah, there's only a couple of those where you get the fucking double Hartman whammy. Mm. and Oh, man, it gets you in the heart, man. Pulling on the heart strings. The Hartman strings. Heart man. Strings, man. Heart strings, man. Heart man. Fuck off. Damn it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good name for a playlist. I'm going to write that out word for word. <laughs> BT, what would you change? Give it more of a plot and get Marge to prison sooner. I think the, yeah. uh, the idea I had two minutes ago of... Maybe Quimby's running for re-election, wants to be hard on crime, and that's why that whole thing... And that makes more sense then, why they put, you know, Marge, who is theoretically a first offender, in prison for 30 days for, like, $10. For yeah. petty theft. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it just it doesn't feel like there's a lot holding this together. It's just kind of moving from set piece to set piece. So, a bit more of a plot, a bit more, you know, of the town escalating to missing Marge. Yeah, stuff like that. Maybe put in a bit more Spider-Verse. <laughs> I wonder what you're going to be recommending later. Danny, what would you like to change? Let me give you my answer in song. Okay. <clears throat> a one, and a two, and a eight only. This is one of those like spoken word songs. Yep. <laughs> this will sound better with the music. We'll dub yep. in bass later. Yeah. I don't like that they had such a great open. The McClure stuff was really good. The ad was funny. Then the cold was everywhere. And then Chomp, it was dropped. It like mm-hmm. was used to get yeah. her into the thing. I want the reason she goes to jail 
is that everyone's got the flu and like the judge's got the flu and the jury has the flu and they're all like grumpy and tired let's just convict her already and so like the flu kind of ties him into why she actually goes to jail for this thing she's got the flu so she just she didn't even notice that she had the thing uh like we can kind of keep that thread going through apu's really upset because he needed the medicine or whatever that she yeah she should have stolen medicine she should have stolen like accidentally a bottle of cough syrup or something you know not the brownest of the brown liquor not the brownest of the brown liquor i mean that line was worth it (laughs) but didn't feel right for her to be still i know grandpa asked for bourbon and then so she went out and bought bourbon yeah, he's not allowed liquids after 3 p.m. So, yeah, I think that could have really carried through and then been a thread where, like, the whole town is dying with, of the flu. Not dying, but the whole town is dead with the flu. And that's mm-hmm. why everything starts falling to shit because no one can take care of themselves. They need one, someone who knows how to clean up this place, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. full alternate cut. Uh, so everyone has the flu. Marge goes to prison. Everyone dies of the flu. Whoa, Marge whoa, leaves whoa, prison. Whoa, whoa, pull back. Well, and then the prisoners, like, the only people left. So Marge has to be, you know, still trying to be good in this lawless society. <laughs> Jesus, dial it down, man. Dial it down. <laughs> this, this is like, isn't this the cut that I usually suggest? Um, but everyone's helpless and bedridden when the flu is. So the town falls mm-hmm. to shit. And she hasn't got the flu and she knows how to t- heal people. And everyone's like, oh, if only there was someone that knew how to be a good nurse. Turns out the cure is bed rest and forehead kisses. And no one else can provide that. Yes. Except for an army of female inmates that bust out with her. And so there's all these big, tough, muscly, tattooed ladies, like, tenderly kissing Springfield guests on the... You know, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Um, But no, look, I think I started strong there. I really do think we could have tied that flu thing in better and had a better reason for her ending up in the hospital uh, prison. And maybe a better motivation for people to want her back as well. I really want to kind of bring out the heart and the plot, just like Beach was saying, Mm. but with less post-apocalyptic nonsense. More (laughs) More (laughs) Spider-Verse. Yeah, look, what I'd like to change. I think it's unfortunate we don't get to spend more time with Marge in prison. Like I said, I like the relationship she has with Mm. Phillips. Mm. And I don't think cutting between the Simpsons family having a (laughs) post-apocalyptic adventure in their home, like, I think it does wear out its welcome. I think... These scenes, they can be funny, but they're largely unnecessary. And that's like a lot of my problem with this episode. There are just a lot of unnecessary scenes. Yeah. The amount of cutaway jokes as well, like it's only just occurred to me as like a... So many, man. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like Family Guy were the only show to do cutaway jokes. Like Simpsons were doing plenty of them. It's Mm -hmm. just there was a bit more purpose and reason to them. And this one didn't feel like it had a lot of that purpose and reason. And... Guest stars of the episode. So, yeah, the aforementioned Phil Hartman and also the aforementioned David Crosby. Beautiful men, both of them. <laughs> yeah. I love you, brother. <laughs> I love you too, brother. And he's, like, looking at his own records like, yeah. when he gets yeah. that call. Yeah. Just in case you don't know who he is. Yeah. He's a musician. <laughs> Were there any musical moments in this episode that stood out to you guys? Oh, everyone's got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the start of this episode yes. is. Start out with an overture. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. BT, do you have any other notes? Of course. You can also get Sun and Run, the sunscreen that's also a laxative. Yeah. Homer's motivation for getting a juice loosener is he stops getting chest pains from answering the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to lose weight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a nice little Zapruder film reference with the puff of blue hair coming out from behind the grassy knoll. So, wait, Professor Frank is, like, trying to imply that Marge, like, off JFK there? Yes. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Marge. Uh, can you come out with your hands up, two cups of coffee, an air freshener that says Capricorn, and something with coconut on it. 
<laughs> something with coconut on yep. it. That's some gold wiggle and stuff. And Tattoo Annie in general with her Mad Max folding. Yeah, she was great. Oh my God. <laughs> yep, super good. This verdict is written on a cocktail napkin. And it still says guilty. And, still and says guilty, guilty is spelled wrong. Eep. <laughs> That's a great moment. Finally, a big quote in my house between me and my sister mostly was, I'm taking this thing to Mexico. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's another playlist as well, like the Quickie Mart in Peril, like that yeah. episode we watched the other week where the whole thing was just filled with squishy. <laughs> or yeah, when it gets blown up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, good times. How about you, Danny? Any other notes? I think we've covered the big beats. I'm taking this thing to Mexico. I've said that my whole life. Uh, <laughs> starving him, teasing him, singing to off-key, maybe my mom, I'm a mummy. Uh, I've said that my whole life. And a PSA out there, please don't sing to your dogs off-key. It really riles them up. Or starve them. <laughs> But more importantly, the singing off key. <laughs> that scene also didn't really feel like it needed to be there. They kind of like crammed that in. Mm-hmm. But you could say that about most of it. Nah, you know what? I'm good. I've done my time. <laughs> so to speak. Oh, Springfield's Women Prison. Subtitle, A Prison for Women. Yeah, yeah. in nice cursive font. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, now it's time for my final notes. Uh, now it's time, now it's time, now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. Mm-hmm. I got the song wrong. Yeah, but it sounded like notes. you were going through an artificial pitch shifter then. You were. <laughs> it's fun to know. We'll do a vocal chop afterwards. We'll re- re- rework it. Yeah. There's our sample. Well, 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 <laughs> yeah. well, 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 well. Bart's internal virus is snake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that what viruses look like, by the way? Like a big red lump? That is actually 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. That's how they talk as well. All right. Let's make some pus. Yep. That was really good. Mm, he didn't say, I'm taking this thing to Mexico. I'm taking this thing to Mexico. Now say, it's like snakes in the room with Bye. us. <laughs> there are motherfucking snakes in this room with us. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Bye. Oh, so good. <laughs> Thank you. The Latin on Quimby's shield is corruptus in extremis. Yep. Yeah, but it's uh, the eagle is holding a martini glass and a wad of bills. Oh, I yeah. missed that. <laughs> Mr. Burns' elaborate door gag. Now, this is funny, but it also feels like it's a combination of two jokes they've done previously. Yep. Like in Last Exit to Springfield where Mr. Burns and Smithers are taking over the plant because the workers are on strike. Yep. yep. And they go through all those elaborate doors and mm-hmm. then the room just has a creaky fly screen door and a dog's already in there. The get yep. smart moment, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like it's doing that. And also, hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. <laughs> So anyway, I liked the joke, but it also felt like, yeah, they were repeating themselves. Take that. Um, We get another Married with Children reference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Strange. Watch Fox to me damn for all eternity. (laughs) That's the slogan. But yeah, it's interesting, yeah, that we see a little bit of a side to Ned that's like, oh, oh, that was a bit naughty. Mm. Laughing at the penis joke. Yeah. Which is what the Married with Children audience used to sound like. I believe that was sexual. Filmed in front of a Twee studio audience. The one line I really don't like from Lionel Hutz, the whole thing, oh, we got Judge Snyder. I kind of ran over his dog. And by kind of, I mean repeatedly. And by dog, I mean his son. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's funny. And then you think about it, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 
bit much for him. Usually mm. he's not quite that violent. Also, he probably can't afford a car. <laughs> well, it also sounds very premeditated as mm. well, yeah. which doesn't seem to be Lionel Hutz's style. That guy oh, seems not... to be flying off the seat of his pants. Unless by repeatedly he means several accidental times. Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, I'd maybe not premeditated. Maybe he says, I ran over Judge Snyder's son. I'm going to do it again. Reverse, mm. forward, reverse, forward. It only becomes less horrifying if it, yeah, it's several different incidences and yeah. he just randomly keeps hitting his son. Ka-tunk. What was that noise? I better go back and check. There it was again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What which... is that? Yeah, so for an implied spoken bit, yeah, it never rang pretty dark well with me. Pretty dark. When they're bitching about Marge, this is a weird poker game. It's the Lovejoys, yep. Dr. Hibbert, and yep. Miss Hoover. Yeah. What a combo. Hoover. Yeah. Well, She's out of place there. They're all swingers, so. Oh, that's true. Oh, what? <laughs> what? The sound of a truth bomb going off. Wow, that is a very different... Wait, Lovejoys? Oh, yeah, man. They've got a very kinky side to them that only get, wow. comes out occasionally. Wow. Yeah, man. It's a scene. <laughs> it's a scene. It's a whole... It's a scene. <laughs> it's the scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jeez. the lifestyle. Yeah, and so Miss Over's bitching that she had a hair in her gingerbread cookies. Know what and, I'm saying? And mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a metaphor for <laughs> <laughs> Everything is, you know what I'm saying? Well, what about webbed toes? Is oh, that a you metaphor? Oh, know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, oh, Marge has got webbing between her toes. <gasps> Wait, doesn't everybody have webbing between their toes? Yeah, but I guess the implication is that like hers like goes all the way up to the top yeah, of the toe. Yeah, like Aquaman style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, weird continuity introduced in this episode. So this is actually a weird coincidence tying back to the last episode we reviewed. So Lisa compared Lionel Hutz to a modern day Clarence Darrow. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just going to read this out. He defended many high-profile clients in many famous trials of the early 20th century, including teenage thrill kills Leopold and Loeb, for murdering 14-year-old Robert Bobby Franks and teacher John T. Scopes in the Scopes Monkey Trial, which was referenced in the monkey suit before. Yeah. Well, there we go. And could you imagine a world without lawyers? I'm imagining it right now. That was a badly coloured rainbow in his vision as well. Yeah, that was not Roy Biv. (laughs) Is that how it's pronounced? (laughs) Roy Biv, yeah. And I really like the moment where Nelson's like laughing at Bart. Ha ha, your mum's in prison. So's yours. Huh. Let's go play. Yeah, and his yeah. lunch of peanut butter smeared on a playing card and a packet of sugar. <laughs> Can I jump back like 12 questions? That shot there is my heart for the episode. Mm. Yeah? That's so sweet, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, there's this teasing second. He comes in and on autopilot, he's teasing. And then instantly they bond and they're like, oh, let's go off and play. That's so sweet, you know? Yeah. Well, it's probably, you know, Nelson's always like, people don't get me, you know. My mum's in prison. Someone gets me. Let's go play. And then they do. That's lovely. Yeah. And Homer wearing the costumes instead of washing his clothes. <laughs> yeah. I think the wedding dress was fine. That was a fine bit. Felt strange to kind of cut to him later and he's in the, the devil suit. Well, yeah, and apparently he changed back into his clothes for the conjugal visit. For the conjugal which was, visit. Assuming yeah. on that same day. And my final note is when they're all cheering and applauding Marge at the end, their mouths are just moving uncontrollably. It's really weird. <laughs> They've gone mad with the plague. How do you cheer? With your mouth mouth moving controllably? Just like one open, hey, not ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Something clapping, you know. Rubab, rubab, rubab. You know, when you're clapping, you're like, woo! 
You know, it's big, long sounds, not just going. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Well, maybe we should change that. <laughs> Let's get it started. The crowd goes wild. Good fun. It is time to wrap. Sounds like Mars attacks. It is time to rank this thing. Danny. I am really torn with this one. I feel like it's not a good episode. It's messy and poor heart, almost no plot really, and it just jumps through scenes that it uses as vehicles for humor. But the humor was great, and so much of it has remained quotable 30 years later. Silver? Yeah. I don't don't know. Mm -hmm. Bronze seems a little rough because it was funny. Maybe silver is the one that I never feel confident saying. Like mm. I should either like something enough to be say gold or dislike it enough to say bronze. You follow the guts, man. Silver. All right. I'm going a silver as well. What? I think it's a testament to this episode that despite my very many criticisms many. and your very many yeah. criticisms of the plot and the pacing and the story that there are still so many funny moments to be had in this mm. episode. And yeah. yeah, Lionel Hutz is just a powerhouse. BT, what do you reckon? Yep, you're not a silver. Ooh. It's got some good moments, but this is the plot is just strung along, very weakly connected. And this could have been a bronze if they'd betrayed character a bit more, but I think yeah. the character's fine. Yeah. The integrity of the show is fine. It's just not quite as good, and uh, yeah, it's just it doesn't have that momentum of the great episodes. Yep. All right. Well, averaging out, this will be a unanimous silver. We haven't got a witty word for that yet. Silver. Silver. Hi ho, silver here. Giving it the silver tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it on yourself. <laughs> and this will be joining other such unanimous silvers as when Is Flanders this? failed, huh? I, I'm surprised there's others. Yeah. Silver seems like something we'd never unanimously give. Well, that's the funny thing about silver, because it's like one of the categories that has the most like divisive rankings. Like oh, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. un- una- in-unanimous? Animus? <laughs> What's sure. the opposite of unanimous? We are going with animus. <laughs> but some of the unanimous ones were Pygmalion, when Mo gets plastic surgery, mm-hmm. yep. when Flanders failed, when we first see the Leftorium. Yep. Treehouse of Horror 7, which a lot of people have argued with me with, but that's the one with... Hugo, yep. the Genesis Tub, and Citizen Kang. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, Citizen Kang is phenomenal. The others are okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's about time we got out of here, guys. But before we get out of here, we'd just like to briefly recommend things that we've been into lately. Books, oh, movies, podcasts, music, TV shows, video games. Starting with you, BT, what would you like to recommend? Okay, quick update. So, everyone knows I've been playing a lot of Hollow Knight. I have now reached the final boss, and it was amazing. So, this is entering my favorite games of all time. It's amazing. Check it out. Wow. Uh, I think that's the big update in uh, Hollow huge. Knight Watch, is yeah. that now it's up in your big games of all time. I it's so good and also I'd like to recommend a quick little movie on Netflix called Wormwood it's an Australian zombie film that's actually good it is stupid as fuck but it's amazing big appeal is that zombies now breathe some kind of fume that people can use for fuel so they're like mad maxing with zombies Mm, mm. it's ridiculous and it's great Wow, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, check it out Is that a recent one or? Uh, It's a couple of years old How about you Danny? What have you been into? I don't think I've got anything like life or death, crash hot, nude kind of brag that no one else has heard of. I've been playing heaps of Smash and loving it. Mm. RDR2, gorgeous. Um, mm. Oh, you've been playing that as well. Yeah, it's just very serene and calming in a way. For a gun shooty game. Yeah, for a gun shooty game. It does fucking it, slow you down anyway. It's beautiful as yeah. well. Just mm, the sunsets and the mist and the forests and shit. The shit. Um, 
I've been watching Arrested Development. I think everyone that listens to it's probably already seen it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like doubling down on script writers being lame for the sake of layers. Like, how much shit puns can we just like lean into? And I enjoy that because I am mm-hmm. also not funny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been doing Bench Time again, Gravity Falls again. I've been doing. Oh, Steven Universe. No, you already did the Steven Universe talk, didn't you? On the, on the other episode. Oh, uh, I have gushed. Yeah. Well, guys, it's phenomenal. If you didn't listen to him the first time, you're like, yeah, El- what is Elliot? No, he's just a film critic. <laughs> it is phenomenal. It's probably one of the greatest cartoon series you're going to see. Mm. Oh, I borrowed this thing off Beat. I can't remember what it's called, but it's really good. Wicked in the Vine, I've plugged it before. Yeah, it's charm. Oh, you did? Well, it really reminds me of The Sandman, which is also great. Yep. Sweet. <laughs> Lots of good stuff for our audience to get into over this holiday period. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm actually surprised. I thought with all your mentions of Spider-Man that you were going to mention Spider-Man. I, I, would, I wanted to plug Wormwood. Yeah. Oh, no, fair enough. And I figured you would have the space for Spider-Verse. Well, I'm going to recommend it, of course, but like, I don't feel like it's a unique stance or anything like mm. that. Like, everyone's recommending Spider-Verse at the moment. That's and it. There's good reason for it. It's fucking amazing. You don't need to hear my opinion, really. There's mm. enough mm. thing pieces out there. But yeah, totally revolutionizing comic book movies. But what I'm actually going to recommend is Ronnie Chang International Student. It's this uh, cute little uh, seven-episode comedy on Netflix. Yeah, it's about Ronnie Chen. He's an amazing Australian comedian, and it's a show about him being an international student in a uni, and it's fun and wacky and absurd and full of a lot of good Australian humour in it. So, yeah, I liked it. Mm. All right, guys, it is time to get the fudge out of here. That's Woo-hoo! been BT Calloway. Ahoy, ahoy. And that's been Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house! Thank you. I'm always waiting for people to Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. How about a little bit of do My pants just do something? You dropped your phone. Yeah. Oh, who needs phones when we've got the internet? It's like you pooped your phone out of your pocket. <laughs> oh, that's graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Beach, is it time to crack open each other's skulls and feast on the goo within? Only if we have sriracha. Do we have sriracha? I'm not eating your brains without sriracha. Your house, what's in your pantry? Okay. I guess it should really be in the fridge. Yes, it is. Uh. It's the mayo kind, it's good. Ooh. <laughs> and we're back with the fresh hip-hop flavor. I'm your host, and uh, you know you want to savor my flow and my rhymes because they are the dopest. You want to marry me? Let's get a lopest. <laughs> oh. None of those rhymes went anywhere near where I thought he was going. You know when you start and you're like, oh, wait, I can't freestyle. <laughs> the trick is never start. Or never stop, because you can't, and you won't, and you don't. Addicted to the shindig, what? <laughs> you know Chop Stop says I'm going to win big? Hmm. Ah. Alright, podcasting in the AM. Feels weird. Hello, and welcome to Mornings on the Index. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be like AM radio. Yeah. And that was the classic hit, Smooth, by Carlos Santana, featuring Rob Thomas. Yep. Not many people know this, but when this was produced in the studio, it was the same time as in a different room at the same studio, 
Vivian Schneider was recording the third movement to the quintet's bullshit. You were doing so well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> well. <I> froze. <laughs> yeah, Carter's still alive. History's greatest monster. <laughs> oh, man, that's changed. <laughs> well, history just Twice. keeps going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a choose-your-own-adventure about a guy who's developing a choose-your-own-adventure game for the Commodore that's, mm. wait for it, based on a choose-your-own-adventure book. Get out of town. And then later on in the story, he becomes paranoid that someone from the future is controlling his actions. Oh, oh, it's so meta. <laughs> is it lonely up your own ass, Black Mirror? <laughs> yeah, without giving too much away, one of the choices you're given in the movie is Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and chill or just <laughs> Yeah. I think we all go through that stage as a writer of being like, wow, mm. I'm so fucking clever. I'm yeah. just man, I am just the fucking cleverest thing in the world. Man, it's the problem with Black Mirror sometimes. Yeah. Oh, can't you just step back and look at yourself and be like, This is garbage. This is this is <laughs> indulgent. You can't when you're up your own ass. It's yeah, very hard to step backwards. No, I reckon Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> It just it synced into my brain. Yeah. Just said then. It's a very visual. <laughs> ha! Ha! Good friend, Tresha. <laughs> oh, was that Joan Rivers? <laughs> it was Joan Rivers. <laughs> I don't think I have to have Ovum to say that was a little on the... Oh, shit, there's a pun here, isn't there? Uh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. Yes. Write in, leave leave a like and subscribe. I mean, a, a witty repartee, and we'll insert this later. Yeah, like <laughs> and subscribe is how we say goodbye. So like and subscribe <laughs> midway through the episode. Like yeah, when I was saying goodbye to my mom the other day, Merry Christmas, like and subscribe. So oh, you too, like and subscribe. Yeah, hey, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, good it's impression t- of my mom. It was tough to say like and subscribe to my <laughs> grandfather on his deathbed, but <laughs> I'm glad I made it. Oh man, you guys are so fellow kids. You're so in touch with the zeitgeist. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> and don't forget to hit that subscription bell <laughs> so you get notified of new content. Oh, that's a, that, that's a keeper. Oh, uh, yeah. So till death. Um, it's sort part. of well, to like just... and subscribe to your part. <laughs> barge about uh, summer barge. montage. Yeah, I know barge. <laughs> barge and morge and Homer. <laughs> morge. Eat pant. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, BT? Uh, wait, I haven't set it up. All right, so BT, what about... What, duh, duh. I'm not good at hosting anymore, apparently. <laughs> Wizard did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I got pie down to like 100 places now. Ready? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, 3.16187283257777Q. Uh, <laughs> Batman symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Prove him wrong, folks. Prove him wrong. I was just thinking, sorry, while you were talking, I wasn't listening, I was thinking, because I'm a fucking asshole, I'm sorry, I am sorry, no, I was listening, but um, I was sitting there thinking, Elliot said, Elliot said, you can probably trim like a couple of seconds out of this bit. I always do. <laughs> Funny hat propeller guy. Steve Buscemi from Happy Gilmore? Uh, you're thinking Mr. Deeds. No, no Happy I'm Gilmore. Not. What's the one where Steve Buscemi's the sniper in the end, he's the post officer? I don't know what happens to animal films that you've been uh, watching, no, it's, Little it's, Daddy. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, when he goes back to school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, all Adam Sandler movies are garbage. Prove me wrong, children. Prove me wrong. They are all garbage. Wedding Singer included. 
Oh, I yeah. hate wedding. Garbage. What about... Garbage. Um, what's that one where he's dying and then he's not... Oh, you know the one oh, where he has cancer. Stand up he, comic. And he's uh, play, oh, funny he's people. playing himself. Yeah, I don't yeah. consider that a Sandler movie. I consider that a Judd Apatow movie. Well, yeah, doesn't just, count. But I know what you're saying. I just, just a counter argument. Elliot's point. <laughs> Dang, he got me. Sorry for audience at home. I'm making the jerk off motion. But yeah, like audience at home will know my deep hatred for Adam Sandler movies and like funny people. Like in retrospect, becomes that much worse because. Adam Sandler's like playing an Adam Sandler type yeah. who makes a bunch of shitty Adam Sandler movies and the movie comments on how shitty these shitty movies we are. All yeah. that would be the end. You can't suddenly like get out of jail free like that. What about 50 First Dates? That's not a bad movie. That's fucking crap. Yeah. I don't care. It's a rip off of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so It's creepy rapey when you think about it, bro. Everything's creepy rapey when you Dude, think about it. Girl that can't remember yesterday and you keep like manipulating her to fall in love with you? It's like Groundhog Day is <laughs> no, no, creepy rapey. Yeah. Groundhog Day mostly, but then they Andy McDowell also gets creeped out by him when he gets creepy rapey. At least in 51st, he does always try and woo her. Yeah, they still play him as the good guy. Yeah, that's true. And I, again, I haven't seen this in cinemas, so I couldn't tell you. But um, So you think Funny People was going to be the turning point for Adam Sandler where he'd stop making shitty Adam Sandler movies and then fucking Jack and Jill is the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love. Oh, that is actually really good. Yeah. yeah. All right, fuck Adam Sandler. Spend way too much time talking about him. <laughs> Danny, do you have any other notes? I'm sorry, he has a really interesting career path. Anyway. I'll try it again. <laughs> well, elves, were you not me? I'm Danny Rosewell. 